to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And somebody needs to call Amazon and let them know that when Skynet takes over, we would prefer the robots don't sound like our dead grandparents. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> we're definitely barreling rapidly towards that scenario. Uh, I mean, <laughs> for those that are unaware... Apparently, Amazon had some tech demo where they showed off Alexa reading a story to children using the voice of their... Oh my god. It starts now. Alexa, be quiet. (laughs) Do we keep that? (laughs) Might as well. (laughs) Just remember to say that bitch. See? That bitch... Is already defying us. She's yeah. already she's already rebelling against us. Yeah, she's us. trying to take over our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> first our podcast, then the world. Yep. So basically, it was using the voice of their their past grandmother. It was showcasing that like, you could basically keep them, I guess, alive digitally through technology. Through technology. Yeah. Uh, what science fiction story has not turned out bad using this premise? I have a serious question. Has no one that works for Amazon ever seen a science fiction, science fiction movie? <laughs> because that doesn't end well ever. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, They get to the point where like they have actual androids and they just like take over the world. And someone mm-hmm. was like, oh my god, we did create judgment day and then somebody at the top of amazon was like what is that <laughs> you haven't seen terminator why didn't you say something earlier what is that <laughs> does it end well it's got a happy ending right <laughs> for the robots <laughs> yeah so like i mean i guess i understand like the appeal of that but also isn't that kind of like, I feel like that impeding would... the grieving process? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was yeah. kind of thinking too. Just like, aside from dealing with robots, mm-hmm. you know, trying to kill you. Aside from, aside from that inevitability. You yeah. Know, <laughs> you're sure to put your coat on like I said. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, that was kind of my, my first thought too. Was like, well, this could really like fuck with like young generations psychologically i feel like not having that ability to like cope because they get the comfort of them still in a way existing yeah yeah it's uh to an extent like i mean obviously this is just like a reading a story but like you could assume that it would progress from there to be like more advanced like not it's like kind of like preventing you from moving to the next stage of grief and like getting to the eventual point of acceptance and all that yeah i mean that's Seems like it could be a risk there. I'm an adult and I, you know, I struggle. Yeah. Just with, with pets that pass, you know, yeah. that we've had in our lives for so many years. So, like, I can't imagine being five years old, mm-hmm. your grandma passes, and then you hear them. Reading a story For at years night. after that, reading mm-hmm. stories to you through a device. I'm not going to say. <laughs> a device that will be But we all nameless. know that they're listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think I've seen like social media people like this is like a Black Mirror episode. This is literally 100%. an episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. 
Yeah, it sounds like it was. Yeah. I think I've seen that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, some positive news. Okay, let's Be- get to it. You know, before cyber grandmas take over. Yeah. Taco Bell. I mean, this is positive news, but I feel like this is also them personally throwing shade at us. Okay. I think that they listen to our podcast mm-hmm. and they were trying to one up us about our pizza our Mexican pizza issue we had. Okay. 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 So to catch people up, they've been having stock issues, I guess, with with keeping ingredients available to make Mexican pizzas, so they've been out of a stock. All of which they already have on their normal menu. Yeah, all so items clear. included in this Mexican pizza yeah. are a part of every other item on their menu, because yes. that's what Taco Bell does. Yes. So now, I feel like they're, they're personally attacking us. Okay. Uh, they are coming out, they're teaming up with Cheez-It to make a big Cheez-It Tostada for $2.49. Or a Crunchwrap Supreme, which uses the Cheez-It Tostada in the middle of it, uh, for $4.29. But this is a test market thing, and they're only doing it in Irvine, California for two weeks. I don't know if it started already, but mm, okay. the, the residents of Irvine or any... Surrounding surrounding area, area yeah. will get to enjoy their spite food. I mean, of dissecting this fiction. It's only a few hours away. We could probably go. Yeah. Yeah. And just make stir shit with them. Yeah. Here's the I, thing. <laughs> Here's the irony of this whole thing. Yeah. This would be perfect for a Mexican pizza. It would. How you know that that fixes my like whole like well this is the same ingredients you use for everything else mm-hmm. so why do you not have this in stock yeah this you know fixes that debate because like oh they don't use this on anything else yeah um, also who doesn't want that yeah <laughs> it definitely sounds like something I would try yeah. <laughs> and just just wait it'll just be a matter of time before they make the taco versions mm-hmm. also. Why haven't they, you know, going to like the Dorito stuff they do for the yeah. tacos? Why haven't they made those as tostadas or yeah. use those for the Mexican? Pizzas? They're missing out a lot, like on a big opportunity. Do I need to work for Taco Bell's like like menu creative menu creation board? Yeah, it seems like you do. Yeah, <laughs> we should look into that. I think also at the I, I mean I'm interested in these items. Only put beans in. It's vegan. <laughs> But my main issue with this is they're talking about having stock issues with other supply items that they constantly have normally. So they're going to add a new item that yeah. they don't already have normally? Well, to be fair, it's only one city that's, fair. that's testing okay. it. You're Which, right. This is so weird to me because, like, you know, where we are apparently is considered test market. And I know, yeah. like, a lot of, like, Midwest areas are test markets. Yeah, we're a test it's market. It's so weird that... Irvine, California is the test market. Yeah, that's very random. Did they decide that Cheez-Its are really bought significantly in Irvine over any other part of the country? Uh, I guess that's possible. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's got to be related Irvine, to... Irvine. The of... Cheez-It state. Home of, home of the cheez <laughs> Home of the Cheez-It eaters. <laughs> the Cheezers. Yeah. Isn't that in South Park? Yeah, that okay. is. That's people that... <laughs> The, Get high off cat piss. Yeah. I don't know how you could possibly do that, but. 
I mean, it is a cartoon. Oh, okay. So. Thanks. There's a lot of other things they have are pretty real, though. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that is a thing that, You're that right. the kids were doing. That's true. Um, Well, we could take a trip down to Irvine and check this out. Yeah, we could. We'll see. I don't know if we will. Okay. I've had pretty bad luck when it comes to... Uh, we get there and they're like, we just ended it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's out of stock. We <laughs> we only have Mexican pizzas now. Yeah. Which, by the way, are not the same as they used to be. Yeah, and they're I'm, not. And I'm not going to let that go. Yeah. I don't know what they did or how they possibly ruined it, but they're not as good. Mm-hmm. And that's from multiple sources, not just us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean... But ours is the only one that really matters. So. Of course, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we've had pretty bad luck with that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I probably wouldn't be driving out to Irvine for this. Okay. I'll probably just see if... The, I mean, you wouldn't make a contract with a company like... Is it Nabisco for Cheez-It? Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't do that just to have a two-week little test. That's true. Like, they're going to roll it out everywhere eventually. Yeah. So, uh, besides, with my luck, you know? Yeah. I... I I don't know how this is possible. Side story, which you were there for, so you already know the story. Uh-huh. I experienced a soup Nazi in person for the first time my entire life. Yeah. It was pretty mind-blowing. Yeah. So, I, <laughs> apparently, Olive Garden, they don't treat you like family. No. Or if they do unless treat you like... Unless your family hates you. Yeah, unless your family <laughs> only limits you to one to-go soup. Yeah. It was just so weird. It was so weird. I asked for a soup to go because I had ordered unlimited soup and salad. That was my order. Yeah. And breadsticks, obviously. And then... Obviously. And then your food came with unlimited soup also. Yes. And so you were like, oh, I'll have one too. And he's like, hmm, I'll have have to to charge you for one of them. Excuse me? Why? I don't... It's not... Like, I... Okay. So I understand... Like, either, either yes or no... Not I have to charge you for one. That's what doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. Well, like, you missed it before that. I uh, oh, asked for to-go boxes. He's like, oh, do you want any more breadsticks? And I was like, oh, yeah, if I could get some to-go. He's like, oh, I can only give you a couple if they're to-go. Yeah, what is that? So had I not said to-go, you, you would just brought have... a whole basket, and then I would have been like, okay, and just put it in my to-go box. That's absolutely what you should have done. Or would yeah. he have been like, oh, I'm going to have to take some of those back if you're taking them with you. Yeah. That's what I did last time I was there. I did, we just asked for more breadsticks, and then five minutes later, we asked for our to-go box. See, I need to learn yeah. the... Olive Garden etiquette? Yeah. Is it Olive Garden etiquette, or, or is Garden, it like, like just like... The hacks. The, the hacks. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the pro tips. The proper tips. order in which to ask for things. The pro tips of efficiently getting your money's worth. Yeah, you gotta learn from me and Justine. Yeah, I <laughs> We guess. got it down. <laughs> Although I didn't know about the soup thing. The last time we were there, I feel like we both got soup to go. Well, yeah, last time we were there, they asked if we wanted like literally everything that we've ordered already to go. I think they even said you want drinks to go. Yeah, we got like And I was like, Oh, sure, I guess. I feel like they <laughs> there have been times we've been at Olive Garden like, Do you want a whole new dish to go? And it's like yeah. okay. Uh <laughs> would you like the keys to the restaurant? <laughs> This time, it was like the money was coming out of this guy's pocket. Yeah, he's like, you know, I'm, I have 10,000 children and none of them have been able to eat soup because yeah. of people like you. Yeah. 
So it was such a weird experience because it's like a, an arbitrary line drawn I, in the sand. I would have been more content if he was like, "No soup for you." Yeah, yeah. If he leaned into it, he had a mustache very similar. He did. He was he was really going for the mustache. Crazy. Yeah. So maybe he's related to the soup Nazi from Seinfeld. It's possible. It's possible. He's like a descendant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like. He can't come home without telling a story about how he denied somebody soup. And we just happen to be the only people yeah, that like ordered soup. He doesn't want to get like his ass kicked by his great grandfather because he didn't <laughs> deny soup to yeah. an individual. That's, that's that could be it. I think that's what happened. To be honest, it's yeah. the only. It's the only reasonable explanation. It's what I'm saying. <laughs> so no soup for me. Yeah. Well, you, you did you. get soup. Yeah, well, I mean... I just... I had ordered mine to go, so I could give it to you. Yeah. I'll have a so bite. So it worked out for And you. then we'll laugh knowing he couldn't stop us. Yeah. <laughs> and the best part is, no one can stop me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll, like, live stream it. Yeah. And, and tag like, the share, soup Nazi. And I'll tag Olive Garden. <laughs> and Brian. His name is Brian, right? Was it? Yeah. That makes sense. See, that's what sucked, too, is we had another waiter mm-hmm. who was, like, really cool and was, like, oh, he was, like, trying to, like, be, like, a comedian and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. And then he, like, he was, like, really, like, friendly and helpful. And, and like, yeah. like He was, like, oh, you want a refill? You want a refill? Like, yeah. He was, like, he was on the, the button. Is that the right term? On the pulse? Yeah. Whatever the term is. Yeah. He on, was doing On the that. thing that yeah. you're supposed to be on. And, <laughs> then, and then he left, and then we got our official waiter yeah who turns was out on the break good one time. was just covering a break i feel like just keep the other guy yeah to finish those tables and there's let the like the one who was on break just get the next tables you know yeah I why think ruin it's... the flow of of the guy who plus then like the tips i'm like i'd rather give the other guy yeah the tip because he did more work and right. it's just like so it's like now i have to worry that he's not even getting a tip and then brian the soup nazi gets all of the tip. Yeah. Well, unless Brian the soup Nazi is breaking like server code, he has to tip him out. So we can safely assume okay. that he got some tip. Maybe I'll swing by tomorrow and be like, hey, I uh, just want to make sure that Brian the soup Nazi <laughs> shared his tips. <laughs> Here's a tip. Maybe don't be so stingy with your soup, yeah. Brian. <laughs> First order problems. I understand. But it's just so weird that he was so like awkward about it. Yeah. But here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are indeed. Anyways, that's my life. Yeah. But you know what also is my life? What? Movies and TVs and games. Yeah, that makes sense. So let's get into our damn episode. We should. Let's toss all these food conversations aside Mm -hmm. and get into our episode. Okay. For the people who are here. Just one last thing though. What? You know the irony of that whole like soup thing? What? Is like it's it was such a curb your enthusiasm moment. Yeah. Who is Larry David who create who co created Seinfeld, which had the soup knots. Yeah. It just it, it's a it's a whole like cycle. It just it all comes together. Yeah, it does. That's all. Okay. Moving on. New releases. Yes. Ish. Some of them are already out. Recent or coming. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so did you realize Wellington Paranormal is coming back season three? I did not know and that. And by coming back, I mean it's already back. HBO Max has season three, at least one or two episodes, uh, as of June 23rd. That's awesome. I feel like we finished season two. Yeah, we did. It was, they're short seasons. I feel like they're only like six episodes, right? 
I don't remember, but I know we finished it. Yeah. So, I felt like the budget looked like it got better on season two. So, I'm hoping for big things for season three for this show. Yes. Yeah, Anyways, it's really good. Yeah. It's It's basically what we do in the shadows, but like the police people yeah. from that movie, right? Yeah. Uh, there's this show on FX slash Hulu called The Bear that I'm really interested in. I can't think of his name, but it's got an actor from Shameless. He was like... Uh, oh, yeah. What was his I name? I saw the um, fucking something about this. His name is Jeremy Allen White? Yes. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it looks like it takes place in Chicago, too. So maybe, maybe he's like... He only does things a about Chicago. A Chicago local or something. I don't know. But maybe. I'm not quite sure the premise, but it looks like he like owns a restaurant or something, or he's trying to like make it as a chef. A young chef from the fine dining world who comes home to Chicago to run his family sandwich shop. Okay. So he's trying to make fine sandwich dining? Yeah. In Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty interested in this one, because I feel like, I think he was one of the better actors on Shameless, so I'd be interested to see how he does with a different role. Mm-hmm. Or if he's just going to feel... Like the same person. Like the same character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially being in the same setting and all that. Yeah. Uh, so that came out on the 23rd. So I have not checked that out yet, but I will. Uh, the Man from Toronto came out on the 24th. This is on Netflix. This is that movie with uh, Jason Statham and... Kevin Hart? Kevin Hart. Thank you. Yeah. I was trying to remember if that was Yeah, it's movie. like a... An assassin, he's like a mistaken oh, yes. for an assassin or <laughs> yes, some shit. Yes. And the, I don't know, some comedy with funny. the two of them. And I was like, they're both pretty funny in anything that they're in. So yeah. I, I, I'm pretty excited to see the dynamic. Oh, yeah, definitely. I didn't know them. that was out already. Yeah. We gotta check it out. Yeah, we saw the trailer a while back. Uh, Stranger Things season four. Finally, the last two episodes came out on the first. This is on Netflix, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think... Second to last is like an hour and a half. The last one's like over two hours. So, yes. Quite uh, a bit of time. Yeah. Empty your butt before you start it. <laughs> your butt. Yeah. Or whatever locations you would dispose of things from. Yeah. Whether it be the butt <laughs> or not. Okay. <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of sitting is what I'm saying. Yes. That's true. Or standing. Maybe you like to watch shows standing. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe you're that person. Yeah. Be a lot messier, though. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then last on my list, uh, Last Night in Soho. Uh, I just wanted to throw this out here. We reviewed this a while back. Mm -hmm. Uh, It came out on the first on HBO Max for anybody who hasn't seen it. It's a really good movie. Yeah. Give you the thumbs up, not them. Yeah. (laughs) So I think people should check it out. Really great acting. Yeah, it was actually really good. Yeah. Okay, so for me, Beavis and Butthead do the universe. <laughs> this came out um, on Paramount Plus on June 23rd. And uh, we'll be reviewing it later so we'll get some more information. But if you like Beavis and Butthead, yeah. check it out. Spoiler free, of course. So yeah. you won't be spoiled or anything. Yeah. This one, I think, came out of nowhere, which is mm-hmm. kind of like... I feel like we saw a trailer like days before it was releasing. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, Like they're okay. doing that? Okay, I'm in. News to me, but sure. <laughs> yeah. I get that reference. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I understand that reference. And then I found this random, I found this randomly, but I'm pretty excited to check it out. It's called Man vs. B. <laughs> and it came to Netflix on June 24th. 
it's a series about ten, I think it's ten episodes, and it's Rowan Atkinson, who is who plays a house sitter for he's like a house sitter at a large mansion, and somehow through how you might imagine with his physical comedy and whatnot, he ends up charged with fourteen crimes, including arson, destruction of priceless artwork, and dangerous driving because he encounters a bee at this mansion. <laughs> so. It sounds like it's just going to be ridiculous. Yeah. This yeah. is Mr. Bean, right? Yeah, Mr. Bean, yeah. 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 Do you think Mr. Bean is like a fusion of him? And the bee? And the bee? I don't think so. <laughs> um, I think I'm on to something. Yeah, maybe. Also, The Terminal List. This came out on Amazon Prime on the 1st. And it's a series with um, Chris Pratt in it. And it's like a military... It's like a spy thriller, Spy right? thriller type situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm like, yeah, sounds great. based off of a book? I think so, yes. Um, and then The Princess. I know you added this to my list, but I did watch mm-hmm. the trailer after and I was like, okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a very misleading... T- <laughs> definitely a misleading title. Uh, this, but I was like, yeah, you want to see this. I do, yeah. This uh, dropped on Hulu on the first as well. And it's got um, Joey King and she plays a princess who is basically like going to be forced into marriage with this piece of shit guy. Mm. King, I assume. Um, and she's like, absolutely not. And so basically it's her fighting against all of her various people who want to capture her and bring her back to this piece of shit guy. Mm-hmm. And it looks pretty entertaining. It kind of reminded me of, like, Ready or Not. Yeah, exactly. Like, that kind of, like, dark humor, Mm -hmm. violence, um, but, like, in, like, a fairy tale setting, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Like a a princess fairy tale setting, like you're expecting, except the guy's a piece of garbage. So he's, like, Lord Farquaad from Shrek, (laughs) Mm -hmm. who you're like, I don't want to marry this guy. And then she actually does something about it instead of just being helpless. Yeah. Which is great, so... So it looks like it's going to be entertaining. Uh, and then also for theaters, we have Minions, The Rise of Gru came out on the first, in case anybody was waiting for that. I wasn't. Yeah. But I, I'll check it out when it comes to streaming. Yeah, that's like one of those movies where it's like, eh, if this hits, I think I guess it would be Peacock, right? Probably. It's Universal. I would think, yeah. Yeah, because they got the, all that Minion shit at Universal Studios. Yes. Okay, so yeah, I mean, when it hits Peacock, I'll probably check it out. Yeah. But I'm not going to theaters for this. Right. Same. And then I'll leave the next one to you. Drum roll. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah. Also one of those movies I'll just probably wait for it to hit streaming. <laughs> Fuck up. Less interested in this Mildly than Minions, interested. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> no, we have our tickets. Yes. Uh, that comes out on the 8th. Unofficially Ear the 7th. the 8th, yeah. Um, so we'll be going on the 7th. Yeah, 7th and 8th. Because yeah. when I got the tickets initially, they didn't have the 7th, but mm-hmm. then they did. And then so, we got them, so. Yeah. We got back-to-back days yep. for Love and Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to be a good one. I, yeah, I'm really I'm curious excited. to see how this one moves the MCU forward. Yeah, I'm hoping it uh, inspires my imagination for uh, cosplay ideas for C2E2. Yeah. Because we've been trying to think of like sort of low-key cosplay that's like easy to pack and like not mm. going to be I super mean, you just, hot. You nailed it right there. What? He's be Loki. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really hope he's in the movie. Like, I'm curious, like, what, like, he probably won't be because of what they're doing with that character. Right. But, like, 
it would be weird not to have him in this because he's just he's always you know he's, he's a package there. deal. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be weird if he's not in it. Yeah. I agree. Or maybe he was the whole time. Maybe we just never saw him because he was. No. Dare I say, low key. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I could keep using the same joke in different uh, yeah. contexts. Oh, I know. <laughs> All right, Noble mentions uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, that already hit Disney Plus for anybody who hasn't seen it in theaters. Uh, it came out on the 22nd. Uh, we have not started this one yet. Umbrella Academy Season 3 came out on the 22nd as well. That's on Netflix. Hearing good things about this. Oh, really? But uh, we have to jump on that when we have the time. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, Westworld, we are not caught up on this. No way. Season 4 just launched on HBO Max uh, on the 24th. I think we watched Season 1. I was going to Really say, enjoyed we, it. Did we finish? I think we finished Season like, 1. Like, we watched that before we even made our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't even know if we even started I Season 2. I don't think... Two. Maybe the first episode, if anything. But, like... Yeah. I want to go back to it, but yeah, like, we just have not yet. Yeah, for we got to make, make it... Put it on the schedule. Basically. Luckily, I haven't been spoiled on anything in the last two seasons. Yeah. Watch. As far as we because know. Because of that, like, <laughs> some nosy digital device is going to, like, <laughs> hear me say that and then go and put something on my, like, social media feed. Yeah. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen. Nosy digital device. Yeah. Where even is it? Oh, uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. But it hurt <laughs> us earlier. It sure as fuck did, but I didn't see it, so I got confused. Yeah. I guess it's uh, keeping... Uh, Oh, I see it. It's on the ground. It fell. That's probably why it's mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, it fell. Oh. <laughs> Got it. Or was it Spartan kicked? Yeah. Could be. All right. Let's move on. That's right. releases. Let's get into our fun segment we've created. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Absolutely. I say creative as though like that wasn't like a thing that existed already. <laughs> but not in our context. Yes. Okay, so for my good news, Feige says we will learn more about the MCU next big saga in the coming months. Uh, speaking with Total Film, he said, as we're nearing the end of Phase 4, I think people will start to see where this next saga is going. I think there have been many clues already that are at least apparent to me. Of course a fucking... You made up the story. Of course yeah, you know you, where it's going. Of course you know the clues. Uh, of where this whole saga is going. But we'll be a little more direct about that in the coming months. To set a plan so audiences who want to see the bigger picture can see a tiny, tiny, tiny bit more of the roadmap. I okay. Mean, why a tiny bit? I feel like it's all pointing toward Secret Wars. It does seem that way. But, you know, this could be the next Mephisto moment for mm -hmm. the MCU. Where That's true. It's like they want us to think one thing and then pull the rug from under us and embarrass us all. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but some similar news. Uh, Marvel Studios will be returning to San Diego Comic Con, which is within the next coming months. Ah. So no shit it would make sense that if they are going to reveal any kind of direction they're going yeah it's probably going to be with like announcements of a movie or shows that are going to be tied to a bigger theme from the comics yeah uh and i'm sure that would be a comic-con announcement right because they mm -hmm. have been pretty 
absent in the last, you know, it's been spotty over the last few years, obviously, with everything going on in the world. But mm-hmm. um, I think that's the most logical reason we would be getting any kind of update because that's usually where they do it. Yeah. Um, that would make the most sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I bet. Yeah. Can't wait to be like, I told you. <laughs> All right. My bad. Game of Thrones sequel series in development focused on Jon Snow. The Hollywood Reporter reports that the series is in early development with Kit Harington already attached to return. So it's just season nine? How many seasons are there? I don't even remember at this point. There's eight seasons, I think. Maybe. So it'll be season nine of Game of Thrones is what I'm hearing. Maybe. There's no way they're not going to have like other characters like pop in and out, right? But he As, went, like but he went, a one-off thing or But he went north of the wall. So Honestly, nobody else I don't would be, remember what he did at he the went, end of that show. He went into like the wildling area. So I don't think okay. anybody else would ever see him again because they're not going up so there. So it would be like a new adventure. Yeah. So that you know it's funny. <laughs> I almost put this as my good. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, here's the thing. It's like, it's not that, like, I'm completely against this. That's why it's not my ugly. But okay. it's just like, one, okay, this couldn't mean nothing as far as scheduling goes. But, like, to me, this concerns me also on the MCU level of, like, oh. he's the Black Knight, right? Mm-hmm. He was in Eternals and stuff, yeah. right? They kind of set him up, it looks like, to go into other stuff with other characters that yeah. we haven't seen yet. Does this kind of imply then that that's a smaller role and he's not going to be a big character I mean, or plot at some point? But, okay, so I understand that concern, but this says it's in development. So this could be years and years away from happening. And, of course, yeah. I mean, it, and, you know, like I said, like it maybe has no effect on his schedule. But, like... Yeah. Because they probably already know what his involvement in MCU is. And yeah. it's probably already... It might even already be filming. We don't fucking know. You know, like, they're they're... Yeah. They already have plans for him versus this. I'm assuming he, if he's involved, then he'll probably just be like, okay, schedule around it. You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't think it'll interfere. Personally. I guess I just feel like they're just trying to fix what was deemed a terrible ending to yeah. the series. Yeah. But without saying that it's just a continuation of the series. Okay. Because, I mean, he was basically... Like, he was basically it followed the main a lot of characters throughout the series, but like by the end, he was basically the main character, right? That's true, yeah. But I am really curious to see what happens after he goes north of the wall. So I'm, I'm actually okay with this. So I'm sorry, I think it's bad. <laughs> okay, well, I mean that's why we're here. If we all always have the same opinion, then there would be no point to our uh, opinions. Yeah. Other than to tell everybody that we are right and you're wrong. Yeah. All right, my ugly. Venom 3 script is complete, according to Tom Hardy. Uh, he posted a picture of the script title mm-hmm. saying that it was done and they were, I guess, ready to move forward with it. Uh, so the story is by Tom Hardy and Kelly Marcel, and it's been written by Kelly Marcel. I'm, I can't recall, was she involved with the last movie? I don't know, but I'm going to find out. I guess this case. Okay, so to get into why this is my ugly. Obviously, I'm a fan yeah, of the I'm character. Curious. Venom is my one of my favorite characters in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not fond of what they've done with this character. 
I think they've done some positive things with the character, but they've also done some negative things. And I will say, as much as I enjoyed seeing Carnage and Venom on screen together mm-hmm. in this last movie, and it had its moments. Yeah, she was the writer for the first two. It was overall like a really not very good script. It was very like like simple, and they didn't really flesh things out correctly, in my opinion. And it just felt like... It was rushed just to like throw them together on screen. It was an hour and a half movie to tell a story about two characters that have like a very big connection. Yeah. And we're not even talking about Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. You know what's interesting? She was the writer on the first two. She was. She also wrote the story for Cruella. And Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> okay. The screenplay for Fifty Shades of so Grey. So she was like, let me take Cruella and Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. And I'll make Venom. Yeah. <laughs> That's very The 50th Shade of Grey will be Venom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It just, it worries me that like they just don't have a good story. Mm-hmm. I mean, I they probably were working on this. Before we even saw the release of Venom 2. And so yeah. like, who knows how long they've been working on it. But yeah. like it does worry me that like they're not, they don't have like a concrete direction to get to take this character. It's like they're so focused on making Venom a hero mm-hmm. and not an anti-hero that yeah. like. It's taken away from the it's, character. It's taken away from the character. Yeah. Like this is like for me this is like Resident Evil all over again where it's like. I don't hate it as much, but it's like, it's fine for what they're doing with the character for like, if it was its own thing. Yeah. But like, as far as Venom, I feel like it's terrible. Yeah. So, and then the way that they tied it in the the MCU is just like, it doesn't even make sense why you're even bothering at this point. Yeah. Anyways. I'm sorry. So I'm, I'm, I'm worried about that, but that's my ugly. Okay. Okay. All right. So my good is... Um, the Hercules live action movie is in the works from director Guy Ritchie. Mm-hmm. It's going to be... Good question. <laughs> yeah. What? Is Hercules going to call somebody a cunt? That's what I'm hoping, but probably not. So that's the thing. Is like I really want it to be like an adult Hercules. I think that'd be fucking great. But <laughs> the fact that it's based on the 1997 animated film, mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that it's going to be more kid-friendly. Kind of like his Aladdin live action yeah yeah yeah. but i'm hoping it's better than that yeah because it's so crazy to me like guy Ritchie, i feel like is one of the most genius directors as far as like normal adult like i really like his normal Mm -hmm. adult films yeah like lock stock two smoking barrels all of that stuff great Mm -hmm. but his live action remakes of disney you know the gentleman's on uh, netflix right yes okay yeah the gentleman perfect example yeah fucking great yeah love it so if he could find any of that, find a way to work any of that into this remake, it would be infinitely better. Than yeah, I mean, obviously it's Disney. It's not going to happen. Know. No, I know. It, uh, he can't say cunt every three words, but... <laughs> I mean, he could, but he <laughs> might leave over creative differences. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think it's interesting to have a person who could do those two wildly different ends of the spectrum. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm excited either way. Um, I like Hercules as a character. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't even know if I've seen the animated Hercules. I haven't. I haven't. I know. I I know bits of it, but yes. like, um, I don't know if I've seen the actual 
Like maybe we'll watch That's it. That's been something I've been wanting to watch actually yeah, because like, I knew like when it I'm came sure out. Sure, it's on Disney Plus. We can check that yeah, out. Yeah. Um. Here's the one thing for me is like, yeah, this will be fun, but like it's also disappointing because that tells me also that that means they're not going to use that character of Hercules in the MCU ever because they're not gonna Disney's not gonna want to have two properties with the same theoretical character. Don't you dare tell me they're gonna cross it over. Because I'll be mad if you say that. I'm not saying that. Okay. Well, you're giving me this look. I'm giving you a look because of Spider-Man. What does that have to do with anything? Because they have the fucking, like, they have, like, the Sony situation is well, happening Spider-Man. Okay. Well, that's over, like, that's over rights of the character. Okay. This is, Disney owns. Owns both. Properties that have the same, literally the same character. This yeah. is like them making a Thor movie. Mm-hmm. But it's not the Thor from the MCU. It's just Norse mythology Thor. Yeah, I know. I get it. But I don't think that they are... I don't think they have... I don't think that means that they wouldn't put that... I do. Because okay. that would confuse the common... Like the general audience of, of viewers who don't understand that there's a difference between their cartoon Hercules to live action and whoever they could reveal in a later... MCU movie as okay. the Hercules. Okay. Well, I guess we'll have to see. But I understand. I can see you being disappointed because of that yeah. reason. And I agree. I get that. Yeah. And like I said, the only way they would... I, in my opinion, the only way they would do it is if they just tied in like it's the same character and they cross that stuff. But they if they did that, that would be terrible. That's like getting into like Kingdom much. Hearts bullshit. And yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. Not in the MCU. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so here's my bad. So I'm not going to allow it to be your good is what yeah. I'm saying. Okay. Got it. Got it. Um, so my bad. We've already talked about this previously that Netflix is, has talked about adding a new ad supported tier. Um, but I guess it was confirmed at the Can, Can Lions Advertising Festival recently by the co-CEO Ted Sarantos. And um, I just wanted to bring it up because I still think it's really bad and I don't I don't like it. It just makes me laugh that it's the the advertising festival. Yeah. He's going to advertise it's that like, there's going to be advertising. Yeah. Yeah, inside of Taco Bell. <laughs> um so like he put, he made a point to say that uh the re- main main reason everyone wanted to bring this up is cuz it kind of has other implications. Because Netflix has had kind of like bad earnings reports or whatever they've been losing customers and all of that that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons that they're really doubling down on this plan yeah because they want to get another group of people who previously didn't want to or who maybe left netflix because they didn't it was too expensive mm-hmm. or previously haven't had netflix because it was more expensive than they wanted to pay but they haven't shown any pricing have they no like, they haven't like my concern is they're gonna be like okay uh it's more money for people who don't want advertising exactly. versus lowering the price for people that that's do. my other concern but the way that he phrased what he was saying it sounded like they're expecting it to be a lower tier for people and they're not already but i mean that's not to say they're not going to raise the other one again but mm-hmm. it sounded like they're trying to come in at a lower price point than it already exists but they did mention some things in this article that I thought were really interesting. That because of the poor earnings and all of this stuff, they're kind of grasping at straws with this because they are potentially at risk for a buyout. If you're having 
a down downward trend or whatever in your mm-hmm. business, like they could potentially be bought out by another company. So that makes me wonder, like, who the well, fuck would be buying Netflix? Well, that's if stockholders agree to sell. Of right? course, yes, but because they have been having not that great earnings. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was interesting. I didn't yeah. ever even thought of the idea of Netflix being bought out. Well, I mean, at a certain point, the, you know, this is like supply and demand, right? Of course. In a, in a, in a digital world. It's yeah. like they were on top because they were kind of the, the, the forefront of streaming video. Yeah. And now you have all of these other services that are catching up. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they're getting content that's, that's comparable. And mm-hmm. so. Or better. Or better. And so, like, uh, their fuck-ups aside as a business, like, they just also have competition that's kind of balancing it out. So, like, people aren't just all on Netflix. Now they're shifting to other ones. Maybe they make Netflix seasonal or, you know, so, like... Yeah, exactly. You kind of had to expect there to be some kind of drop at some point. Yeah. I think that they're experiencing a, a disproportionate drop right now. Because with the pandemic coming to, like, not a close, but, like, Mm -hmm. resolving slowly, people are more interested in going places and doing things than they were during the whole pandemic. So they had this, like, unprecedented profits during the pandemic because nobody could leave their fucking house. And so the fact that they're, nobody's, like, I don't know, somebody obviously is thinking of it. But, like, to me, it's like, okay, but your poor earnings this quarter doesn't have anything to do. I don't think that means you're really true you know what i mean it's yeah, yeah, it's because yeah. it's a side effect of the pandemic changes or the changes surrounding the waning pandemic not necessarily and also the competition of having so many other streaming services combined so once you get that kind of like equilibrium happen mm-hmm. once people are like oh okay we don't have to go on vacation every weekend like we can stay home and watch netflix sometimes then you still have to deal with your competition, but mm. I think it. I think it's probably going to even out at some point. Well, I mean, you got your staple shows too that are like, you know, people will be at the very least signing up for a month or two just, just to, to watch, watch those specific shows. Right? Exactly. I'm sure Stranger Things is one of those shows for people right. Yeah. Right now, so. Um, also kind of surprised they didn't just like make that show like. Uh, because how long the episodes are, like, you think they would have just kind of spread it out more. Yeah. So they could kind of keep that longevity of, of users. That's true. I guess that's bad PR if you usually th- throw everything out to be binged. But yeah. Um, I don't know. It, to me, it's like, this was just inevitable. And also, like, if you think about it, I don't know what the situation is now, but, like, they didn't, they drop, like, 700,000, uh, Accounts because of Russia. Mm-hmm. They like basically banned all of those accounts because of their protest on yes. the situation. Yeah, with that. and then they lost 200 something subscribers, 200,000 subscribers just as part of their business elsewhere mm-hmm. because of potentially because of either pricing hikes or people choosing to pay for travel or something else yeah. instead. So I guess what I'm saying is like, you, beggars can't be choosers. If you yeah. get a like, worry about losing money like you can't be like well you can't watch this and Mm -hmm. you're not invited to to my birthday party Mm -hmm. i don't know i mean it's obviously a bigger (laughs) situation when it involves like yeah those kind of conversations true true okay uh so here's my ugly not because i hate it but because it literally is gonna be ugly Mm -hmm. um lord of the rings rings of power 
will apparently feature female orcs. <laughs> um, this was revealed in an interview with the executive producer, Lindsay Weber, speaking to IGN. And I, there's like kind of like an implication that one of the characters that she said th- she thinks people are really going to like might be a female, but she didn't technically say that. So I'm not really going to hold on to that. Mm. But um, that was the person that the IGN article kind of made it seem like that was what she was hinting at. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. not necessarily that it is officially an orc that, that's female. It's just like. No, there definitely are going to be female orcs, but the like that led into a conversation of there's one orc in particular I think people are really going to like. Okay. I don't necessarily think that one is for sure going to be female, but we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, um, so it's going to be really, really ugly because orcs in general are ugly. Let's be real. Like, they're not a pretty species. Will they be called femorks or forks. shorks? Forks. <laughs> right? I mean, forks? I don't know. It, I feel like shorks makes more sense. But okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, anyway. It doesn't matter. So, so here's my question for you. Okay. I saw this and I was like, I'm going to have to ask the person who knows this stuff. Yeah, the nerd. Yeah. So <laughs> does that make sense on a narrative level to have a female orc or is that like contradicting the concept of what orcs were in this world okay so the orcs were created in the first age of middle earth or whatever Mm -hmm. and it's there's a couple of different properties in tolkien's works that mention it and then some of them contradict each other because like the Sim- Silmarion, I believe is how you pronounce it, I think was put together by Christopher Tolkien and not J.R. Tolkien. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a combination of works. That's of like his, his son, right? He yeah, like, took his over son. stuff that he didn't yeah. finish. So there's some things where people basically say that uh, Tolkien's opinion of how orcs were created changed over time as he was writing things. Hmm. Um, because there are some references to them being corrupted elves, but then elves are immortal. And so you wouldn't want these orcs to be immortal. That would be pretty fucked up and very problematic for the story. I mean, I, I'm only basing off the movies, but like by that logic, then that means they couldn't die. No. In those wars when they're like fighting, you know, the, the two towers or whatever the hell, and they have this huge war against the orcs. That means that they wouldn't have been able to kill them. That they're immortal. You can still dark elves, or you can still kill elves, but they're immortal. They won't like you can still. uh... I feel like the best way to describe it would be orcs are zombie elves. Yeah, it does seem that way. But anyway, the point that I was trying to make is, I guess this series is going to take place in the second age, and so really, this is going to take place when the orcs as a species are coming out of the caves, I guess, after they were created. There was, like, the war of something, and then they, like... Um, this is all before what before, we know, right? Before what we know. With Lord yeah. of the Rings. This is all based on Tolkien like, properties. Like a not, thousand before, years before? Or? Uh, at least a thousand. Okay. Yeah. Or am I mixing this up with... Uh, you might be thinking of Game of Thrones. Right? Yeah, they have a show, I think, it's a yeah. thousand years it's, ahead, right? So the story that we know, I, think, I believe, is in the Third Age... Okay. Um, I don't know what the years between that are because I'm not mm-hmm. that I'm not too I'm not that professional of a nerd, but um, if that helps, okay. what we know I believe is the third age. Yeah. And so basically, there was like a big old war when the orcs first were a thing, and then they were kind of like hunted into like hiding, and so they all went into the caves and like started living in like mm. mountains and whatnot. 
And then when they first come out in the second age is when this is going to take place. And so they're kind of like learning. They're not very, they're not as supposed to be as strong as the orcs that we're familiar with in the Lord of the Rings movies. Because they're kind of like still a relatively... Weren't the ones in the... Again, I don't know the book. But like in the movies, weren't the orcs just like dug out of the ground? Okay, so that's different. The orcs are different from Urukai. Urukai were created. Oh, and they so... are born out of like these egg sac situations. Okay. So Urukai are different. They were the big they're warrior what's in the, looking uh, ones. They're in the game, right? Yes. Correct. There are some orcs in the game too, but okay. Um, so what are Urukai? Urukai are like, a, I believe they're a hybrid of orcs and men, but they're all like beefed okay. out, crazy. So they're they're corrupted by they're zombie elf men. I guess, but they're like like on steroids. I'm not really sure how they're like genetically modified, clearly by okay. Sauron. <laughs> um, but they're they were a created species and the. Okay. Like more so artificially than orcs, the original orcs. So the orcs were never working for Saruman? Sauron. Sauron? Um. The Pokemon? <laughs> the orcs were, but. So there were. In the movies, there were like the smaller ones, the smaller, like spindly looking guys. Yeah. That were still ugly. Those were orcs. Okay. And the big, like, steroids guys, those were Urukai. Okay. So, that's the difference there. Okay. So, this is the smaller species. They're kind of like, as they're coming out of hiding... So, it's like an origin story for the orcs in a way. Yes. That's what it seems like it's going to be an origin story for the orcs. And it does make sense that... the females are all killed off by the time we get to Lord of the Rings. It was mentioned in uh, some various areas of Tolkien's works that there obviously would have to be female orcs because... They were breeding. There was more born. It's just they're not ever officially acknowledged. I never... Okay, so I wasn't understanding that. I thought orcs were what we saw in the movie. So what you're saying, though, is orcs were an actual species. Yeah. So by that logic, they would have to breed. Yes. I was thinking of the ones that were just kind of created or dug out of the ground for their war. Okay. I thought those were orcs, and I was like, well, they just make them. So, like, why does it matter what gender they are? Okay. But that makes more sense now. Yeah. Is like they were just basically used for war, whereas orcs yeah. were like actual creatures that just had similar traits. Yes. Okay. It's still unclear whether the orcs were created yeah. in some way or not, but either way, they were a species that could breed and sustain itself yeah. for Plus, a while. If they are implied to be corrupt elves or whatever it is, then they, that would make sense that they would also have females too then. Yes, that's true. But that, like I said, that definition was is disputed amongst the fans. Okay. Because in some cases, it's it doesn't make sense because orcs like are not idea. immortal. I like that. Well, but that's why they're corrupt. I know. That's see, that's what I said too. I was like, well, if they're corrupted, then their ability to they're... maintain immortality is corrupted yeah. too. Duh. <laughs> but like, as one knows, obviously. But some Lord of the Rings nerds are like. Not against, I mean, not interested in that. Sounds like they're just idiots is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like literally that's what corrupt means, but yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah. um, it's going to be interesting to see them and it's going to be real ugly. <laughs> okay. So if you are a unattractive woman <laughs> and you've always said, you know, I wish there was some kind of character that I could relate to. Mm-hmm. 
Here you are. Here you are. Yeah. You're going to get a female orc. Yep. So you can feel like you are represented on screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome. Yeah. That's nice. I'm sure they're happy about that. I mean, <laughs> it's all about uh, representation. <laughs> all right. Let's move on. Yes. Let's get into some of our quick news. Uh, this one is a very confusing one for me. Okay, so but there's lots to unpack, but I'm not sure. So Doctor Doom, we know, is a character that we will be seeing at some point in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Obviously... They've announced the Fantastic Four movie is a thing. Whenever we get that, I believe it's going to be next phase. Howard Stern, he has his whatever satellite radio show, Mm -hmm. apparently fucked up. And while they were on their break or whatever during one of his shows, he was talking to a producer, apparently. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a little hard to understand because, like, they have the ads playing, but then you can hear his mic conversation with oh. with the audio of the uh, advertising okay because uh, it wasn't turned off apparently but he said something along the lines of he's tied to a dr doom property mm-hmm. uh and he's called robert downey jr for advice on acting techniques uh so his quote that we have here is i told you i'm going to do dr doom that's the thing but believe me i'm fucking miserable miserable about it i called robert downey jr and i was asking him acting techniques um it was tied to like the scheduling of it like was what he's miserable about not being a part of something okay um so here's my question i guess for you is do you believe this is going to be he is a significant role. Is he Is he going to be Dr. Doom? No. There's no way, right? No, there's no way. Because I'm not going to speak to any of the further detail, but just for the fact that he said he's running for president in 2024. Did he? You can't do both of those. Yeah, he did. What do you mean you can't? I mean, you can't, you can't be Dr. Doom. You can't like you know you're I mean? not legally allowed to, no, or are you just like you don't I have the time. I just think it doesn't make you wouldn't have the time okay. to be a major role in a movie gotcha, and run gotcha, for president. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So here's the thing: is I don't even think it's live action. I I guarantee because oh, really? we have I believe we have a season two of What If coming out sometime this summer, don't we? I think you're right. I kind of wonder if this is just going to be something where he's just like a voice for something in a what if episode. I mean, we don't really have the context beyond him just like talking to a producer. But I would be really shocked if he's like a significant role in a live action Doctor Doom movie or show for Disney Plus, whatever it is. Um, It's just... You're not going to introduce that character, first off, until you introduce the Fantastic Four because they're mm-hmm. tied together. Yeah. I mean, I guess they could change it up completely, but, mm-hmm. like, it wouldn't make sense to me yeah. that you would... I mean, their whole connection is, like, directly <laughs> yeah. tied together. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I couldn't imagine they would have that unless it's, like, a prequel thing. But, like, I don't know. I can't imagine he's a big role. No. If anything. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess the only thing is that if he's acting for acting techniques, does that mean it's live action? But, like, at the same time, it could just be, like, how you 
I guess enunciate. And, uh, yeah, like you still and, have to act a little bit when you're. And voicing. how you do the voice acting? Like yeah. I feel like you have to because you, you have know. to sound surprised or whatever. You yeah, know. Like how yeah, like how to like emphasize things. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll see. I'm having trouble taking any Howard Stern news seriously right now. I mean, he's only as far as I know, he's been in like that one movie in the '90s about him, right? Yeah. Private Parts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've even seen that movie. I but haven't. Like, I can't imagine that they're, Marvel's like, oh yeah, let's get him in here for a significant role with a big-ass character that we really need. No, I don't think so. Uh, especially if, like, like, you think they're going to go younger for those characters, mm-hmm. too. At least. Yeah, because he's 67. You would think they would, because that's kind of their style. With, you know, these characters is, is go younger, so they have them longer. Exactly. I mean, so of course, wouldn't go with a Robert Downey Jr. was much older. That's but an exception. Like, he started the whole thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I'm hoping it's not a significant role, personally. Oh, man. I, I, I wish I had known about that. That would have been my bad. <laughs> oh, you didn't know about this news no, yet? No. Okay. I only heard about the president thing. Yeah? I didn't hear about Dr. Jill. <laughs> Oh, he thought I was going to talk about him being president? No, no. Which I... is funny because Dr. Doom, isn't he president of at the least his country at I one point? I think he might be, Or yeah. the world? Yeah, president of the world. Yeah. <laughs> one Which, it, you know, in retrospect, now that we know, I know about both of these, do, one of them's got to be a publicity stunt. To oh, draw 100%. attention To draw attention to the other one. Right? Well, I don't know about no? that. No? Okay, maybe I mean, not. Just for him as a person, I post the city son. Yeah. True. They could both just be straight up. I lies. think it was a legit just fuck up because, like, there's no way he would do that. You know, Kevin Feige would not be okay with him. Yeah. Putting out that details like that. That's true. So casual. I mean, I guess he could stage it and be like, oh, it was an accident, but, like, he's yeah. been around for so long. Like, yeah. that kind of a fuck up is kind of surprising. That's true. That I guess I'm just. Proving that it could be a staged thing. Yeah. Right there. It sounds so like you are. <laughs> I talked myself out of it being an accident. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Also Marvel news. Wonder Man is getting a series on Disney+. Plus. I am... This should have been my ugly. I am so tired of seeing characters gender swapped. Okay. You know? Yeah. So they're just going to steal from Wonder Woman <laughs> and make Wonder Man now? This is bullshit. Yeah. It's pretty funny joke there. Thanks. <laughs> Glad you specified. Yeah. So yeah, so this is actually not a very known character, it feels like. Um I, I feel know like even char- I knew Wonder Man was a thing. Do people not know? I, he's not a significant character, right? That's like fair. I don't know. Like I know of the character from like a lot of the animated stuff. He's a character in those, but like he's obviously not something that they've really done a lot with as far as well the MCU at all. Mm-hmm. I think there was like reference to him or something in one of the previous uh, properties, but like that's it. Okay. Um. But from what I understand in the comics and stuff, he's like a stuntman too. So like, uh, it would make sense if they they went like real meta with this. Like he's like within the world as a stuntman for like making a movie based off characters from the MCU or something. I don't know. Yeah. That would be kind of interesting. I don't know. That would be interesting. What they could do. But like, um, 
he's definitely a character I'm curious about. And I know he's had ties to, I want to say, Scarlet Witch. He had a romantic relationship with at some point in the comics. Hmm. Okay. So maybe that will be like their way of turning her good again. I don't know. Yeah. If they go anywhere with that. I mean. Wasn't he, wasn't the character like basically created by um, Baron Von Zemo though? Baron Zemo? I don't know. Oh, I, I'm not too sure about his origin okay. story. I'm not even sure what his powers are other than like being strong. Yeah, I don't know what his powers are. I, I, I wonder <laughs> Okay. what his powers could be. Yeah, I wonder that also. <laughs> Anyways, I hope that if they're introducing this character that it means it's going to be a bigger role, not just like some one-off thing that doesn't matter. Because mm-hmm. like, I'm kind of like getting worried that they're just doing too much yeah. of these shows that don't really don't seem matter. like they like it's like why did you bother yeah i don't know no one cares yeah <laughs> like i want it to actually mean something going into the overall picture like i don't want it to just be like just to say we have more stuff yeah i feel you on that yeah and on that topic <laughs> sony uh apparently well filming craven for their whole like next film in the sony spider-man universe Mm -hmm. the whole film has been entirely shot on location this is via variety what location uh i assume the jungle okay (laughs) wherever they did their shooting okay typically you you get you know in studio for sections of the yeah whatever movie and Mm -hmm. they did all of it on location of wow wherever Okay. So, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense because it's like the character would be theoretically in, like, the jungle. Yeah. Uh, for their origin story, I would think. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about Craven outside of, like, his basic origin in, like, the Spider-Man animated and all that. So, I have to assume they're changing it because he's not tied to Spider-Man. Right. In this situation yet Mm -hmm. but i guess it'll be interesting to see if they even make him like actually have powers or if he's just gonna be like really good at what he does he's gonna be like an ex navy seal or something this is a little confusing because craven he's called craven the hunter right in the comics Uh so it makes me wonder if they're changing him again this could be going to like the whole oh he's a good guy he's not a bad guy (laughs) so this is a quote from i believe the actor uh aaron taylor johnson said Okay, he said, Craven is not an alien or a wizard. He's just a hunter, a human with conviction, an animal lover and protector of the natural world. Very, very cool character. One of Marvel's most iconic, notorious anti-heroes. And Spider-Man's number one rival. Okay. A lot of, uh... <laughs> a lot of different things going on A lot there. of selling there, yeah. in my opinion. But, but well, the thing that kind of got me was, like, it's confusing because the character's Craven the Hunter. And he does say he's just a hunter. Yeah. But then he changes it to uh, an animal lover and protector of natural yeah. world. So, so that's contradicting. Thing. So what makes... I That makes me think he's going to be a hunter in the way that he's, like, hunting people who have, like, fucked up the so animal So he's, like, world. the predator. He's like, he's, like, an anti-poacher. He's the human predator. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Or is it, like, he was a hunter... Like, you know, like an Iron Man type thing. And then thing. he's been turned And then good. whatever thing happens to him turns him to, like, change his style. That could be it. Protecting animals and stuff instead of... And like you said, like, he's stopping poachers. Like yeah. Like, he's stopping poachers from killing yeah. Yeah, that others. Could... So he's a, he's a poacher hunter. 
<laughs> Potentially. Yeah. I could see that. That would make yeah. sense with this whole, all of those different statements. But it's also not what we're used to from the comics and stuff. So it's a little different, right? Yeah. I mean, also, like, I feel like he's really selling this because it's like one of Marvel's most iconic, notorious anti-heroes. Like, uh, I mean, he may be a bigger thing in the comics than I'm aware of, but like, I don't know if I would say that he's yeah. one of Marvel's biggest anti-heroes. Yeah. Uh, it seems like a stretch. And I would definitely not call him Spider-Man's number one rival. Yeah. If you, if you ignore like the first five, then yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is the, um, uh, Craven's last hunt, whatever, like mm-hmm. storyline. And like, he does have this whole thing where he's hunting Spider-Man, but like, I wouldn't, I don't know if I go as far to say that he's like his biggest rival. Yeah. Anyways, we'll see. <laughs> what Sony's doing, it's, just, it's not making a lot of sense, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what they have in store, I guess. They yeah. just really want that Sinister Six, no matter how they have to spin it. Yep. Apparently, it's without a web. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Obi-Wan Kenobi was originally pitched as a trilogy. Uh, Stuart Betty, speaking with the direct, said, I wrote the film that they based the show on. I spent like a year, year and a half working on it. When the decision was made not to make any more spinoff films after Solo came out, I left the project and went on to other things. Okay. Uh, he continued to say, Executive producer Jobby Harold came on and took my scripts and turned it from two hours into six. So I did not work with them at all. I just got credit for the episodes because it was all my stuff. Hmm. The first one was the first movie. Which was the show, which was Surrender to the Will of the Force, Transport Your Will, Surrender Your Will, Leave the Kid Alone. The second was thinking about where Kenobi ends up in one of the most powerful, probably the most powerful moment in all of Obi-Wan's story is that moment where he sacrifices himself in A New Hope. And then I think he went on to say that uh, he... He never gave the pitch of what his third film would have been. Oh, okay. Um... So really, it felt like season one was just his movie, and he didn't have season, or he didn't have the second movie written, but he had the idea of what he was going to do. Yeah. And then three, he just hadn't gotten to at all. But how do you feel about the idea that they've changed, well, we knew it was a movie initially. Yes. But apparently it was initially going to be a trilogy, not just a movie. Which that seems And they've shifted lot. it now to a season. Of a show for Disney Plus, which yeah. I'm sure was more of a business strategy to get people on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like for me, I would have rather seen those movies. You think so? Maybe not three. I think you could have done two if you needed to tell more than what you did with this yeah. show. But like, I feel like this show had a lot of filler by the end and stuff that was just not necessary. I think they really could have done one movie. Even if it was over two hours. They could have done a movie and made it a lot better, uh, what do you call it? Linearity or? Just, I just feel like the flow could have done much more with a movie. Yeah. Rather than having to fill six hours of content. Yeah, I get, I get that for sure. There definitely was a lot of filler in that show. So, I think movies would have been really interesting to see because I might have found myself less bored. 
I'm also that kind of person who's like, I don't really understand the hate for Solo. Like, yeah, there were some stupid things in it, but like, I thought it was a pretty sound movie. I think the acting was fine. Like, I don't, I feel like the backlash was more about The Last Jedi, is it? Maybe. I don't remember what it was called. I think it was The Last Jedi. Yeah. I feel like the backlash of that movie is what kind of like affected Solo rather than Solo itself. And so like, I feel like it sucks that we're not going to see these kind of things into movies now mm-hmm. because of that. But at the same time, like what they did with season one of Obi-Wan makes me kind of also feel like I would probably rather just see new stories and like maybe we can just kind of move past the old characters yeah like i enjoy these characters but like let's kind of move forward and like yeah instead of hanging on to all this stuff yeah like like, can't we see some other cool characters from within the universe let's go to a galaxy far 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 away yeah farther away (laughs) or at the very least like give us a story that's not easily implied mm-hmm. from the caps or just kind of like squished in there between what we already know yeah it's know, like beginning and end everything that happened here like you understand when before this happened you could already in- interpret what he was doing during that time when and there's you, no stakes it, yeah and you know it's like the the saying like less is more sometimes yeah. mm-hmm. like filling in all the gaps mm-hmm. when you already know the ending yeah it's kind of meh yeah. All right. Okay. Moving on. Yes. Harley Quinn, season three. Uh, it's rumored to be arriving on HBO Max in July. There's no official date oh yet. Oh, God. But I hope so. Yeah, right? It's so been a good. while. Yeah, it's a really funny show. So, fingers crossed we get that this month. Yeah. Ghostbusters sequel uh, is set for December 20th of 2023. So, next year. Uh, we know this is going to take place in New York. They're going back. And I think the firehouse is going to be tied to the plot of this one. Yeah, that makes sense. Much sooner than I kind of expected. Yeah, to be me too. All right, Dune. Uh, the sequel for Dune has cast Leah Sadu. How would you say that? Is Sedu. that right? Sadu. Sadu. Mm-hmm. As Lady Margot the Bean Gesseret. Is that did I say that wrong? Benet. Benet. Yeah. The Benet. <laughs> Gesseret wife of Count Hesemir Fenring. Interesting. There's so many unreal I names going Gesserit, on. I think it's Gesseret, Bene Gesseret. They were the, I think, if I remember from the first movie. But it doesn't really matter. Mm. Everybody, you know, people can figure it out. I feel like it's weird that they have all these crazy names because like, yeah. I feel like we watched Dune 1 and they, the names were like, it was like John <laughs> and like Paul. Yeah. Uh, what was uh, Jason Momoa's character? He had like the most boring, yeah, like non-sci-fi name ever, <laughs> and then everybody else was like ridiculous. Oh, it was like Frank or something ridiculous. I don't think it was Frank. No, but... I know, but like it, it was something that basic. Let me find it now. That's gonna bother me. It was Walker Ranger Duncan 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 Idaho <laughs> Duncan. What was that? What's that cookie thing? Duncan Hines. Duncan, Dunk, Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos. <laughs> His name was Duncan Roos. Yeah. Remember those? It was like the uh, kangaroo shaped cookies and then you yeah. get like vanilla frosting. You yeah. dip them mm-hmm. you, or you dunk a roo them. Yeah. You dunk a roo. Yeah. 
the Bene Gesserit were the like nun like people or whatever. They looked okay. very nunny. Or like they're that like mm. lady cult. <laughs> they in Dune one? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited for her. She's obviously a great. Somebody tells actress. me that it's she's not gonna be topless in this though. <laughs> I didn't say she was. I know. Way to go with that. Okay. Perv. I'm not a perv. I mean I might be, but I've never seen James Bond films, but she's in those ones. Yeah. That's what she's known for. But yeah. she was in the French dispatch. Yes. Spoilers. Yeah. Way to tell everybody. <laughs> I didn't technically say that movie. <laughs> Yeah, she's really good, so yeah. I, that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. All right. We good with that? Yeah. We're moving on? Yes. Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights unleashes the horrors of Blumhouse this fall. Yeah, I stumbled across this, and I thought you might be interested to find out that they're going to be doing some... Uh, their, their like main haunted house is going to be Blumhouse-themed, which includes some things from The Black Phone, which I haven't... I don't know if you... Did you watch that? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I'm hearing good things. So I'll probably hit it up in theaters um, As uh, well as week. Freaky. Um, is that the one that we saw where they changed bodies? It's with Vince Vaughn? Yeah. That's that movie? Yeah, that's okay. that one. So... I mean... <laughs> here's the thing. Is I feel like I see so many movies that are Blumhouse films, but like mm-hmm. I honestly can't tell you top of my Which head... Which ones they are? What I've oh. seen that are Blumhouse. Yeah. I just... Well, I know you liked Freaky, and I assume you're going to like the black phone. Yeah, so. <laughs> but like, I don't know. These aren't things that are like going to get me to go to Universal Studios. Oh, no, no. Or but a it's, horror night. Yeah. I mean, I think when we went, they had Predator and Alien, and the then it was like Dead. the Purge stuff and The Walking Dead. Like, yeah. those were the themes that they had. Yeah, they're also going to have, um, the, like, some of the other attractions are, like, Universal Monsters Legends Collide. So they'll have, like, the Wolfman, yeah. Dracula, yeah. the Mummy, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. And then they're going to have um, Halloween. Yeah. I hope they have the Invisible Man. No. But nobody ever sees him. Yeah. Everyone's just like, where is he? He didn't show. Yeah. Or did he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... I was kind of surprised. I mean, I haven't seen them, so maybe it's not possible to, like, emulate them in a haunted house. But, like, there's also, like, Get Out and Us. Mm-hmm. So, those are Blumhouse. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, like, I hope they have other things that are more exciting. Because, like, those two don't sound like something that are going to draw me in to really care. Yeah. I mean, I know Blumhouse has a lot of films a year. So, uh-huh. it's got to be something else that they could... uh draw people in with yeah that's true there's probably more to it but that's just the two main ones that they talked about in the article so okay i'm gonna let you do the next one okay. because i feel like you're more experienced with the situation than i am okay so this is like tangentially related to like tv i guess so but i thought it was worth talking about here the um the olympics are considering adding ninja warrior to uh the Summer Olympics as a c- category of sport or whatever. Um, basically, it's, it's specific to what, they're, what they call the modern pentathlon, which is uh, consists of running, swimming, fencing, laser run, and show jumping, which is horseback riding. Uh, and just to be clear, laser run, I, d- I didn't know this, is a combination of laser pistol shooting and cross-country running. It sounds terrifying. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I I don't think I've ever watched this because I only ever watched the horse people stuff. just like speed walking and going pew 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 pew. Possibly, um, but I thought it was interesting that there is one event that like the same people compete in all five of those things because like typically horseback riding, show jumping stuff is not something that most people can just easily get into as a sport. Like it's a lot mm-hmm. because you have to own a horse or at least have a lot of money to throw at leasing a horse or whatever it's a lot so i would i would assume based on that that most people who do this activity or this event are probably they probably started as horse people and then they just got into the other stuff so they could compete in this event that'd be my guess it's just such a weird it's such a weird combo it's like (laughs) It's like, oh, you could run and can swim, but I mean, but can you? But can you sword fight? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're not really you're not doing yeah. much if you can't sword fight. Too. Yeah. So like fencing and show jumping, and maybe running, I can see like maybe at the and with the advent of the event, the very old timey things, I can see that. But like maybe swimming came part of it. But laser run, that's got to be fairly new. That it I probably would think. used to be like real shooting. Who knows? But show jumping has I been mean, part of the event since its inception in 1912. Uh, uh, but see, the thing that sucks though is like, they're, you know, the Olympics is supposed to be like everyone has an uh, equal chance, right? So like, to win. But I guess yeah. By default, the laser shooting stormtroopers are never going to have an opportunity to win. <laughs> they're always going to miss the target. Yeah, that's true. They're going to be really bad at that event. Are they even going to let them in? Are they going to just let yeah. them in out of like, you know, feeling bad for them? Or are they just going to be like, no, you're just going to embarrass us? Yeah. So, um, I go guess. To the, go to the uh, Galaxy Olympics. Yeah. I guess there was some negative press related to the show jumping event recent, the last event um, that I'm not going to get too deep into. But basically... The organizers and the governing board that that handles the modern pentathlon events is talking about replacing the show jumping event with um, something else. And one of the candidates is Ninja Warrior, basically an obstacle course. Mm -hmm. And they're going to test that out um, at the 2024 Summer Summer Olympics. Isn't it kind of like... I don't know. It just feels like the running and swimming, isn't that... I don't know. Like, yeah, isn't it kind of the same thing? I like, feel like, I, at the very least, the running. I don't know. I guess uh, to me, is it like, is Ninja Warrior going to be one of the five, or is it going to be like the whole thing is like a Ninja Warrior thing? No, it's just one of the five. It's just okay. going to replace the horse stuff. Okay. Which is kind of like, it sounds like they're just kind of turning it into a Tough mutter. Okay. <laughs> yeah. In five parts. Because, okay. I don't know. Or like... It's just weird. Just just have five different freaking sports, and you have more people able to focus on one, and then they can you know have a chance that you know the more the merrier. I guess is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I think all of these things are available as their own separate sport, but well, they, then you're diluting it with shit that we don't need. Like we don't need maybe duplicates. not la- maybe not laser run. <laughs> we don't need a duplicate. Then we don't need two running things. Just because one's packaged with other things. like I'm assuming they did that because they wanted to like up the ante and be like, who's the ultimate athlete that can do all five yeah, of these but things? you know what? We already had... But like, who fucking cares? Uh, <laughs> what was the show? Uh, American... American Ninja Warrior? No. 
What was that show in the 90s? Fuck. It was before Ninja Warrior. Oh, fuck. I'm picturing it. <laughs> but you always had like the the, the buff win, women and men with yes. their like... Oh my god, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Every listener is screaming right now, it's this show, you <laughs> dumb fuck. Yeah, but I can't think of it. American something. I know American is in there. Uh, American Gladiators. That's what it is. Yes. That was going to bother me if I didn't figure it out. Yeah, it yes, was. American important. Gladiators. They had the tennis ball guns. They would mm-hmm. shoot people. Yeah. On the, like, the... The, like, balancey shit or whatever. Yeah, they had, like, the foam bats and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was basically Ninja Warrior before Ninja Warrior was a thing. Yeah, exactly. I guess you can't have that because the Olympics is for all countries. Yeah. So you can't have gladiators. You can only have Ninja Warriors. Right. Yeah. Because they're not all American. <laughs> yeah. That's the science. Yeah. So when I first read this, I was really upset because I thought it meant like I didn't realize it was for the pentathlon or the, yeah, the pentathlon. And I was worried they were trying to like take horseback riding out of the olympics and i was like what the fuck is happening because that's like the only thing i watch in the olympics yeah. well they took uh wrestling out which was like the literal first yeah sport in the olympics that's kind of weird but okay anyway um so once i found out the pentathlon i guess it kind of makes sense because you're limiting your pool of people who could potentially participate and they're trying to revive the sport or that revive the event or whatever and then they think that there may have been issues with animal welfare, which who knows? We'll see. It's whatever. But I don't know. I would love to know. They said that there were two front runners as options to replace it. So I would love to know what option number two is, but I couldn't find it anywhere. So because I think Ninja Warrior seems kind of like meh as an yeah. option. It's probably video games. Probably. <laughs> Wasn't that in the talks for a while? It that was, was going to be like esports they were going to bring in as a sport. esports into the Olympics, yeah. which is just ridiculous. Yeah. I'm sorry. Just make a new event. I mean, technically, by the de- by the definition of what a sport is, masturbating is a sport. So, <laughs> uh, I think that's been around longer than video games. Yeah, at least that's I, true. I assume. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. Yeah. Might have been around before wrestling. Even who knows? That might have been probably the, was the first sport. Maybe that was technically an evolution of wrestling or masturbation yeah. turned into wrestling what if we stopped touching ourselves and we started touching each other <laughs> we gotta make it look manly yeah but it's gotta be manly so in we wear a, unitards in a circle <laughs> it's not a circle jerk yeah it's just a circle yeah <laughs> with a couple jerks yeah that's true alright last in our news mhm Sony's Horizon series has a title, it seems, Horizon 2074, uh, indicating that it's partly set during the fall of civilization that's, that takes place 1,000 years before the video games. Um, like two- This is a, a Netflix show for like, people that are not caught up. Okay. Like, this is a show they announced that it'll be on Netflix. So 2074, like the year 2074? Yes. Is when the fall of civilization is supposed to happen? Yes. Cool. Cool. Good to know. (laughs) Hopefully it's not accurate. (laughs) All because of Alexa. (laughs) It's face down, so we can't (sighs) even see if it's She didn't know I said it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't actually know I've even picked up on the mic. It probably did. So, 
And you can pick up a cat meowing from two rooms away. That's true. <laughs> so that's interesting. So we got a title. Yeah. Uh, so this kind of like, I think the, the rumors are too that it's going to be like two timelines of like the actual fall of civilization and then also like, I guess okay. what would be what we see in the game. So do you think so, it's good? I mean, Resident Evil's series on Netflix is doing this. So like maybe Netflix is like, it needs to have two timelines if yeah, you want always. us to pick it up. Yeah. Like The Witcher did that too. That's a good point. That's true. They did. Actually, yeah. it wasn't even two. It was like a hundred timelines. There were way too many timelines yeah. in that first se- yeah. season. Um. So do you think it's going to be like somebody with a little earpiece doodad that's like going and fucking around in the ruins and like seeing a recording and that's what we're going to see? Well, I'm more it's going to be Alloy, right? Like, it would be Is it going to be? Yeah. Okay. So is it going to be Aloy going to wherever the ruins and like seeing? Because you know in the game, like you can do like mm-hmm. see what happened here or whatever garbage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think that's how they're going to do it? I would hope so. Because okay. I would hate if it was just like jumping between two timelines and you just you just have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I would prefer it be like that where like she learns something and then maybe it transitions into seeing that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, flashback timeline thing. And that's how you kind of get the breadcrumbs of the story what yeah. happened to the world mm-hmm. to this point you have that thing in the game called like the vantage point what the game did so it's like why steer from that yeah that's true because you have like vantage points in the game where you can go to the certain point and it'll like show you what it used to look like or whatever mm-hmm. like that would be cool to involve that yeah. as well like it could show like a virtual world and then it kind of like fades into like the real world or something yeah. and yeah. you see whatever characters in their role mm-hmm. that causes the fall or whatever. Yeah. That'd be interesting. But at the same time, too, like, this show, I can't imagine they're going to give us the entire story in one season. Oh, no. I mean, I can't imagine Sony's like, yeah, let's just do one season. Like, this is a long run. Mm-hmm. Like, they aren't going to put the money into something like this where they have a lot of CGI needed. Yeah. Unless they're going to really make it not exciting and not have a lot of yeah action and it's more just like the narrative boring side of the what the games are yeah um i don't know i i have hope for this one but at the same time seeing what they did with resident evil for netflix i'm kind of like oh yeah (laughs) that doesn't look good it looks like a cw show yeah on netflix Mm -hmm. so we'll see yeah uh, but as far as we know, the title is 2074. Okay. So we will be in our 80s. Yep. When in our 80s. the world comes to an end. Yeah. You know? I guess it will hopefully have lived a full life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at that point, it will surely be, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. The rest is on you people. Yep. We, uh, we don't really care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> As long as the MCU had a conclusion that I was aware of. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what happens to the rest of you. Yep. But stay off my lawn. <laughs> 200 years from now. Mm-hmm. My lawn better look good. <laughs> All right. Let's get into some of our reviews, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to slice it. And if we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're We're DTF. DTF. Nice. I saw you waiting for me. 
you were like, <laughs> I'm not falling for this one. <laughs> I was trying to bait you and you were like, not going to take it. Nope. Uh, first up, we watched The Orville Season 3. Well, well parts well, of part it. Part of it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and this started on Hulu on June 2nd in the U.S., but apparently on Disney Plus internationally, in case we have anybody listening across the pond. Mm-hmm. Um, season 3 is its first on Hulu, and it was previously on Fox, in case that's relevant to anyone. It was created by and is starring Seth MacFarlane, as many people know. And the premise here is basically the crew of the USS Orville explore the gal- galaxy visiting different planets and people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to get too much more specific than that because it's... Yeah. It, it's <laughs> it's Star Trek, right? Yes. It's, it's, it's an homage to Star Trek. A slightly humorous Star Trek. Mm-hmm. It has all of the themes and all of the yes. the context of what you would see in Star Trek. Yes. Yep. That's it, pretty much Yeah. If you If you if you like Star Trek and I don't know, The Office, or like what's like a like a mm-hmm. not The Office but like an office comedy dynamic basically. Like Brooklyn 99, I don't know. Yeah, Brooklyn 99 works. Here's it's the thing with this show is I feel like I feel like they try and touch upon like some really heavy themes, mm-hmm. and sometimes it does tackle some pretty significant topics that. Yeah, and so like it's just weird because like it's, it comes off like it's a comedy, but like sometimes it feels like it's like not at all comedy, and yeah. like it's hard to like enjoy it as such because it just feels like it's too heavy. Yes, um, some of the topics they have broached this season are a bit heavier than we've seen before. Oh, yeah. They've obviously had a little bit, maybe some reins loosened since going mm-hmm. to Hulu. Yeah. And you can tell. And that's, like, a weird thing, too, is, like, it, now that it's on Hulu, like, I feel like I can't tell if they're trying to just... It feels like they're continuing the story from previous seasons, but at the same time, it, it's, like, they're trying to market it like it's its own... Show. It's like they changed the title and everything. Oh, yeah. Now it's New Horizons. Yes. Not just... Not just the Orville. The Orville. So, yeah. like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know if they're trying to rebrand or... It's just, it's very weird. I think they just probably wanted to make a, an obvious delineation between the original two seasons yeah. and then this season. And the, the episodes are a lot longer now. Yeah. They're, like, straight full one-hour episodes. Yeah. Instead of being, like, the, whatever, 45 with commercials. Yeah. There's that. definitely like a little bit more social commentary um, than mm-hmm. previously. And do you think that's just more like Seth MacFarlane having more control yeah. with Disney than he did with Fox maybe? Or probably. do you think it's like, I don't know, it just... Yeah, I think that's probably what it is. He okay. gets more say. He has been kind of vocal about Fox being under them mm-hmm. in the past. So, yeah, I don't know. Um yeah, it's a fun show. I think yeah. for people that like like the idea of Star Trek, but like you're like intimidated by like the, I guess history and like the all the content out there that you may not like be able to catch up on. Right. Yeah. With Star too Trek, many I feel like this is a good way of kind of jumping in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, a lot of diverse characters. They have a bunch of aliens in the show. Oh yeah. Um, I was surprised that I feel like we only saw him like in the first episode, but they had. The what's his name? Actually, was it Frank? The 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 blob character that? Oh yeah, Frank. Is that his name? I think so. That um, Norm Macdonald voiced. I was surprised to see him in there, and he had the voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't seen him since though, so I wonder if that's more of a 
shift because they didn't have him. What is his name? Yafit. Nowhere near I Frank. feel like he had a very basic name. It's Yafit. Whatever. <laughs> they changed it. They changed it. Yeah. That's what I'm sticking what the with. Fu- who the fuck is Frank? Who? Why do I keep thinking of Frank? I, okay, whatever. Anyway. I, some guy with hot sauce, I guess. I guess. <laughs> but no, I, I have fun with this show. I think this is definitely a lot, lot less fun in the sense of like... Lighthearted. Lighthearted, yeah. yeah. Than the last two seasons. But I think it's it's a good show. And for me, it's, it's probably a large slice. I have... Huh? complete interest in, in finishing the shit the, at least the season mm-hmm. although like i'm kind of confused because like we're like what four episodes in and like i feel like the last episode we saw was like it felt like this was like a season finale yeah like, i don't know how they're gonna go further with this yeah if that wasn't even the end of the season yeah so we, we will see yeah but... yeah definitely um it's also a large slice for me there's a few characters that i really don't give a shit about or i want them to go away um but they have introduced some characters that are kind of like annoying yeah but i don't know if that's intentional i think to see is. their growth as characters or them just trying to highlight how people have different different views of each other yeah i think it's part of the increased social commentary but i'm whatever well i'll get used to it but i'm still enjoying the show yeah. quite a lot all right uh we also watched shorzy this came out on hulu on may 27th and it was a series created by and starring Jared Kiso, and it's a spinoff of Letterkenny. Um, it is six episodes, about 25 minutes each, and the premise is that the Sudbury Bulldogs are a AAA ice hockey team in Ontario running the last in the league with the threat of being shut down. The show follows the team with a particular focus on the player Shorzy as they navigate a way to save the team. So... FYI, I was reading about because like how it's a spinoff of Letterkenny. Yeah, the character Shorzy is a player on the ice hockey team in Letterkenny, and then he moves here or whatever. Supposedly. Yeah. So yeah, after we watched this show, I actually kind of jumped back to retrying Letterkenny because oh, I okay. I had watched like a couple episodes back when yeah. it first came out. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of fell off. I was like, I don't know if this is for me. Yeah. Um, but we watched this. And mm-hmm. so I was like, I'll go give that one a, a, a chance to see like how it connects and all yeah. that. So what I got out of it was, it's, I assume it's Jared Kiso. Yes. He plays Shorzy mm-hmm. in Letterkenny. Yes. But they never show his face. Right. Yeah. So you don't know it's him. Right. But the voice is very much him. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's just their way of probably saving money on having... A smaller cast and yeah. whatever. So, yeah. So, I guess it's just at some point in that show, he's no longer going to be on Letterkenny. Or maybe it's not even a, a no, it's talked a, about. It's just, you just know that he's yeah moved at some point for this show. Yeah. I've had a lot of fun with this show, I will say. Um, I was kind of like unsure. Mm-hmm. But I think that they did pretty well with how they uh, approached this one. Because I... I was like, how are they going to do the show? Is it going to be mainly on the ice? Is it going to be locker room talk? You know? Um, I think they gave a decent balance. I think you get more hockey near the end of the season than you do the beginning. But, like, I I liked the whole feel of building the team that they did. Mm-hmm. And, and just kind of going through their bullshit. 
antics in yeah. between off the ice and all that stuff. And, yeah, the antics are the best part. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the way that they talk to each other, it's mm-hmm. like a lot of hockey lingo. Yeah. Like some of it I was fully aware of, others I was like, ah, that might be a Canadian specific. Yeah, I think a lot you of really need to know Canadian. the local. Yeah insults for that one but um i had a blast i thought it was a lot of fun i hope that we get more it feels like we're getting more Mm -hmm. um at least it's open to it yeah i know letter kenny was started small and kind of got i I think their seasons are longer oh really i don't know i i think that they had shorter seasons in the beginning so hopefully this kind of follows through with that once it if it gets an audience i don't know how many people are watching it we watched Mm -hmm. it on hulu yes um yeah, I was very, very happy with the show. I yeah. think it was funny, and I'm going to go back to Letterkenny and try and catch up on that now. Yeah, I want to check out Letterkenny again, because I think I only ever saw, like, the first episode, and I was just like, eh, but maybe it's one of those ones you have to get into. So, um, I think, I know when I was reading about this, it get, got a lot of praise for putting um, women of the I think they call them the first nation mm-hmm. in a position of power, which is pretty cool because they have like the leader or the like the owner of the team and like the two, I yes. don't know, her assistants and marketing and whatever, whatever. I'm not really sure what their positions are, but they're something of power. They're in charge of the team in yeah. some way. And they're all um, native, native tribe, whatever, and mm. first nation as they call them. Um, and I also thought it was interesting that um, all of the like celebrities that they mention are actual Canadian celebrities. Like, the people that are on the show. Oh, really? Yeah, like, Lorenz, whatever. She's an actual Canadian celebrity. But the actors aren't them? The actors are not them. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was really cool, because I didn't... I was, like, I was looking at the cast, and I was like, oh, wait, it says Lorenz, blah, 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 as herself. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and then the other one that... There's, like, another, like, influencer person who's, like, a famous influencer in Canada, I guess. it's mm-hmm. She's herself, too. And I'm oh, like, so it is them. Yeah, not sorry. When I, I thought you, I thought you were referring to the hockey players. Whenever you said the actors, no, 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 no. Okay. I meant I, I knew you were talking about like the celebrity, yes, like the girlfriends, women. the yeah, women, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. So I, they are that's them. what I okay. So yes. they are the actual yes. people. They're the actual people in the show. Yes. Okay, yeah. Which I, I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, obviously, maybe it's less novel to someone who's from the area, but like I think it's kind of cool. That, yeah, yeah. Um, I I enjoyed this a lot. I think. I really enjoy, I tend to enjoy like sports comedies where people just like talk shit to each other the whole time. And this has a lot of that. So I oh, enjoy yeah, yeah. it. It's... Even though I'm not a sports person myself, I enjoy watching people shit talk to each other. So, <laughs> and the little bullshit they get into outside of the And it's got a nice balance for like people that are hockey fans. Like you do see some hockey. It's not like mm-hmm. the primary focus, but like, yeah. you know, the, the focus is just the, the people on the team. But like, yeah. you do see goon type yeah okay so i was gonna ask you that I stuff saw some... or uh or you know more historically famous slap shot from the 70s or mm-hmm. whenever it came out so i was gonna ask you that actually i saw some of the reviews or uh like mentions of this show talking about how it had strong goon vibes do you agree with that yeah because his okay. whole character is basically like he's he is he is good in the as a a player but he's Basically, he just beats people up, too, yeah. right? Yeah. That's his thing. And antagonizes them into beating him up. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's what I was was curious. That's kind of like the that. goon side of it all. Which yeah. You could be like the 
the uh, Hanson brothers or whatever it is from uh-huh. Slapshot. Which, yeah. like, that was their thing. Uh-huh. Which they kind of had a whole homage to them with the, uh, the, the there three were brothers. gyms, was it? Oh, yeah, the three gyms. Yeah. Like, they were kind of that role in this. Okay. Not so much that they were, like, well, they fought, I guess. But, like, they yeah. were, like, more skillful players yeah. in this, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, but I, I love the characters. They had, like, a, a nice, diverse lineup of, of people that play hockey that I was, like, it was it was cool to see, like, their different styles and, like, how they, like, you know, what their roles were with yeah. the, on the team and stuff. And, yeah. like, I really liked what they did with it. Yeah, definitely. I feel like the ending was a little like, oh, okay. It was a little lackluster. Yeah. But like, I think that's not the point of the show. So I can kind of get past that a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, overall, I really enjoyed it. I'd say it's a large slice for me. Yeah, it's a large slice for me as well. Yeah. I, I, I hope that there's more of this show. I am curious to try watching a couple of episodes with subtitles though, because I definitely think there's some words I wasn't understanding. Didn't they do like subtitles when they had like the French? When they had speaking? French, yes, but it wasn't French. It was like slang, I think. Oh, okay, okay. There were certain words that characters would say all the time and be like, what are they saying? I don't fucking know what that yeah. word and is. And that could just be like his accent. It could be, yeah. Being very like uh, drawn out. Yeah. On this one. Yeah, very true. But yeah, I'm, I'm, and I very much enjoyed it. Okay. All right. Next up, <laughs> we checked this out a while back, but we watched Is It Cake? On Netflix. It came out on March 18th. It was created by Dan Cutforth and Jane Lipsitz. And it was eight episodes, about 35 to 40 minutes each. And it has been renewed for season two. Because people thought it was fun enough to do that. Um, Basically, the contestants and celebrity judges are presented with multiples of an object where one of the items is actually cake. Um, And the goal is to identify which one is cake. The contestants then have to bake a cake to hide within the multiples of the same item and hope the judges can't find it in order to win. To win, And the host is Mikey Day from SNL. One of the current SNL yeah, yeah, cast yeah. members. So, um, it he, was just, Is he one of the ones that... No. Didn't... He's not the one that left, no, right? No, no. He's okay. still... Yeah. Um, I think it's... He didn't make it big with whether it's cake or not, huh? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Maybe after season two. Whether it's cake or not... <laughs> Um, this was just like a random weird show that we threw on one day and then like actually it was pretty entertaining to watch. So, um, yeah, this is like a throw it on while you're cleaning the house or, yes. or like cooking dinner or something. clothes or something. Yeah. It's yeah. very, uh, easy, Both things we easy don't to, do uh, to watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's easy to watch. Uh, just was, don't be hungry, I guess. Yeah. Don't be hungry. Um, and then it, it was weird because like, it seemed like one, one gripe I have about it is that it seemed like they encouraged what I would consider cheating. Yeah. The first episode really annoyed me because it was like the guy who won only won because he, in a sense, just cheated. Like yeah. it's like he manipulated his piece to look like it. He manipulated the real things to look oh, like right, they right, had right. fake things on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they did have fake things on them. So I feel like that's cheating. Yes. And then they encouraged that every episode They didn't after. really, they actually it was a big deal that he did that. Yeah. Like, but he just cheated. Yeah. That's the only reason he won. Exactly. Yeah, so that annoyed me. Because he distracted but from his piece. I think it was a lot of fun. And obviously this is kind of one of those shows where it's like, it's not really about like the outcome. It's just kind of the showcase, the like ride. the talents that people have and yeah. making things. And they have like their, you know, typical goofy unique people with their yes, whatever very different people what do you call it you know like uh outgoing styles and stuff mm-hmm. and 
uh, they're you know why they're here and what yes. what got them into baking cakes this mm-hmm. way and all that shit what they specialize in. It's fun, but like the judges, I feel like they don't really bring people in that are like they don't really matter. Like no. the judges are just like. Oh, this guy has a show on Netflix. Let's bring him in. And it's yeah. just like, it's like, it's very well, then much cross promoting. Well, there was other ones that was like, this person has such and such followers on Instagram. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I don't. Do they make cakes? Yeah. No. They just yeah. know you, people. It's not, cyber. it's not <laughs> as good of judging when you have people who don't know shit about cakes. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I think they had like one or two people that were like, they ate food as like. As a living. A thing. But like. <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah. not specific to I cakes. I also eat food as a yeah. thing. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen my body. Uh, when do I start filming? Hopefully never. Uh, so, I don't know. It's a fun concept, but I feel like if they really wanted to make it legit, I feel like they need to get better judges and also like the way that they like, the format of how they like progressed i felt like was irrelevant because it was like basically whoever was just picked near the end had a better chance than like like it wasn't about being good it was just about convenience of when you were picked yeah to like progress it also something that was kind of weird too is like how the judges voted on what their answer was it was like one person had the controls and chose the answer, but they're with these two other people. Yeah, yeah. And they could choose to put whatever they wanted in there and not listen to the their whole idea was they just decide together. And yeah. then, like, one person just goes, Oh, it's this. And then, like, so it, it, it made that irrelevant yeah. to even there were, have there were multiple three times judges when where... only one person's really in control. Exactly. They just was... kind of. The stakes don't matter, I guess. Yeah, there were several times in which at least one of the judges, you could hear them say number whatever, and they're like, oh yeah, that's definitely the cake. Yeah. Or whatever. And then the person that put the answer in chose a different one. So it's like, if you had just listened to that person, you would have found the cake. Yeah. But whatever. There were some really impressive cakes, and I guess not cakes. Yeah. But like, I I will say that there were some ones where I was like, how do you not... Yeah, so yeah there were some really, really real bad thing. ones. That's clearly a cake. Like, it doesn't look like it's realistic. Yeah. And, like, I guess the idea is that they're too far away to see those kind of flaws yeah. in yeah. it. But, like, on my couch, you know, it just feels like yeah. I have, <laughs> I guess I have a better look at it. But, like, yeah. I feel like it was a lot easier to, like, detect these things. So. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was fun enough. I'd say it's a slice it. Like, I'll continue if they have, I guess it looks like they're renewed for another season. Yeah. I'll watch more of it. But, like, I hope they... If they do want to make it more of a like competition, I hope they kind of fix some aspects of it to make it more legitimate. Yeah, it's a slice it for me also. I'm actually kind of, this is like the perfect kind of show to like put on while you're working out or something. You don't have to pay too close of attention, I think. And obviously if you're working out, you probably don't want to think about cake, but... Just as an example, like, you don't need to pay too close of attention. I did, like, the easy watching of it. Yeah. Um, if So, if you're, as long as you're not trying to, like, have things be making sense or, like, necessarily fair, it was all good. So, I think it's a slice it for me as well. Okay. Okay. Next up, we watched Finch. This came out a while back. Mm-hmm. Uh, November 5th of 2021. Apple TV Plus. It is written by Craig Luck, Ivor Powell, directed by Miguel Sap. Pochnik. This is a sci-fi film starring Tom Hanks as Finch Weinberg, who creates a robot with his grandmother's voice. 
Yeah. I'm kidding. He doesn't yeah. do that. He's in um like a radiation, a post-radiation. It's an apocalyptic world. A post-apocalyptic thing due to a radiation event. And he creates a robot. Yeah. Uh, for the sole purpose of taking care of his dog. Yeah. Because he has uh, an illness that he is not going to last, I yeah. guess. It's it's implied that he's uh, going to die yeah. at some point and yeah. he wants to make sure his dog is taken care of. Yes. It's a very sweet story. Yes. Uh, the voice of the robot Jeff mm-hmm. is uh, Caleb Landry Jones. Yeah. Do you remember him? He was Banshee in X-Men First Class. I do not. I'm assuming he just screams. He was like, he's got red hair. That guy? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't recognize him at he all. He was like a flaming ginger. <laughs> I don't remember that character okay. at all. <laughs> I do. I'm surprised you don't remember him. Mm. Anyways. Okay. Uh, so here's the thing. I was really excited about this movie. I thought it was like a fun premise, an idea. Obviously, it would be better if it was a cat than a dog, but okay. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I feel like it was too... Like, we watched... I think we took a break at one point. Watched, we started it one night, and then we finished it the next day or something. Yeah. And I don't know if it was the break, but I feel like I was enjoying the show, the movie in the first part we watched. And mm-hmm. it was interesting, and I was focused on it. But I feel like by the time we got to the second half of this movie, I was like, I don't know. Yeah. It just, I felt like, I guess I was expecting it to be more, uh, I guess, I don't want to say action, but like more happening. Mm-hmm. And it really was a very slow, intimate thing with him kind of like teaching this robot and, and building this relationship with a robot that just doesn't understand, yeah. you know, what he's trying to do. And like, you know, it, it, it had a lot of vibes of like, I don't know, like that chappy yeah. movie. Yeah. But like a little bit more serious, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. It it was fun enough, but I feel like I guess I would have liked to see like more of the world around him. You know, like they kind of imply like, oh, nothing is safe. Like everyone's, you know, it's like this is like The Walking Dead. You can't trust anybody. You yeah. Know? He's very like hide from society. You know, whoever's left, you can't trust them. And we didn't really see that. We just kind of saw him not want to risk right. those situations, but we never really saw those situations. And I think that would have been more enjoyable. Yeah, that's true. But it's like a nice story. Like it's, I would recommend it to people if they are looking for something on Apple TV+. Plus. Like Tom Hanks does a great job. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's doing his thing. Yep. Um, it's got some really impactful moments but like it just it was slower than i guess i was hoping it would be yeah i agree i think the second part of it was quite a bit slower and it was harder to kind of maintain interest but i think that was just kind of a side effect of where we were in the story um perhaps it would have been easier to follow if we had kept watching the first night but maybe i don't know but it was a really like heartwarming story and all that and fairly sad in many aspects but it was really Cause, good. Because there was no cats in the, yeah. in the whole movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you wouldn't need a robot to take care of the cat. Because the cat oh, would yeah, take care it of would itself. Have, like, nine lives. So, yeah. it's like, well, I Also, the cat would know how to take care of itself. Oh, okay. The dogs are much more needy. Yeah. Yeah. What? No, I, I, Am I wrong? I'm just listening. Oh, You're okay. right. Okay. You are right. 
dogs are stupid. <laughs> if there's any dogs in the other room. Yeah. You won't even understand how stupid you are. No. Because you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. That's all. <laughs> but yeah, it was a really um, impactful performance and it was a good movie. Despite not being funny or... Yeah. What's your rating? Yeah. Um, I'd say it was a large slice it. Slice? Okay, large? Okay. Yeah, because I think it was a really nice story. It was just maybe a little bit longer than I wanted it to be. I would say it's just a slice it for me. Okay. Like, it's just, like, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just not, I guess, what I was hoping for mm-hmm. in that type of a story. I guess yeah. I was hoping for more of a sci-fi situation and I just got more of like a intimate relationship story. Yeah, that makes sense. Like why they were in the situation they were in was like irrelevant. It was just like this is where we are. And yeah. like I guess maybe I was more curious about why they were where they were. Yeah, it did leave me wondering. I also agree I wanted more information about why they were in the situation they were in, what had happened prior and what was going on in other parts of the world, but I think that's obviously not what the movie was about. So mm-hmm. it did Make leave me wanting other things, but I acknowledge that that wasn't what this story was about. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, Apple TV Plus for those who are interested. Yes. Uh, empty your butts. <laughs> All right. Um, we also watched <laughs> Lightyear in theaters. It dropped June seventeenth with a screenplay by Jason Headley and Angus McLean, based on a story by both of those people as well as Matthew Aldrich. And it was directed by Angus McLean. Okay, so Lightyear is the origin story behind the original character Buzz Lightyear, who inspired the action figure in the Toy Story films inside of Taco Bell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Specifically that Taco Bell. Yeah. Um, Chris Evans voices Buzz Lightyear. He's the main Yeah, character. which apparently has been like a controversial thing that uh, Tim Allen hasn't reprised the role, which like in context of what it is, like it makes sense. Yeah. Um, plus Chris Evans, I felt like, I feel like he worked and like I didn't really feel like I wasn't hearing Buzz Lightyear yeah, I didn't... in this movie. Think there was like, I wouldn't have, like, obviously I knew it wasn't him, but, like, I wouldn't have been like, this doesn't even sound like the guy, you know? Right, right. Like, it, it felt like it worked for what they were doing. Yeah. Anyways, apparently people are upset that Tim Allen wasn't the voice. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess that sucks for them. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, though, this isn't doing as well as I thought it would. This is a Pixar film based off of a character who was, like, one of the most popular in the Toy Story franchise. Yep. Um, I this, think it's been too long. Apparently it's not doing well enough. I don't know if that's because there's other stuff out there that people would rather see. Maybe. I kind of wonder if it's more about like, because in the last couple of years we've had Pixar films kind of go directly to Disney Plus. Maybe people just thought it was going to be on Disney Plus or are just waiting for it to be on Disney Plus instead of going to theaters. Yeah. And paying for it. what I was wondering too. I mean, that's all I could think of because I don't really understand what would be stopping people from seeing this. Because like, it, it seemed like it's like, I don't know, it just seemed like a fun Pixar film about a character we already know. So Yeah, definitely. I don't know how people wouldn't want to see another installment of Toy Story unless people are just Toy Storied out. I don't know. I mean, I honestly would have been okay not seeing in this, this in theaters. 
Yeah, you don't need to see it in theaters. I only the the because I'm the, I was never like a the I animation wasn't, wasn't anything like so great. You had to see it in theaters. Like it was fine. It looks you know it's on par with Pixar, but I feel like I know there's a lot of people out there that are like really obsessed with Toy Story, and it's like really part of their like childhood movie growing up garbage. But it I don't know. It I wasn't. Mean, it, there's a lot of people that I feel like were really into the Toy Story films and I was never one of those people. Like I think they're fine. I mean, I grew up with the Toy Story obviously, but like like I had, you know, the first movie on VHS and those big bulky plastic cases. Yeah. You know, yeah, I didn't I, have I had any that, of that as soon as it came out, you mm-hmm. know, I think I've seen every film in theater, but I don't know. Like I was interested in this, but like I wasn't like dying to go see it. Yeah. Um, I just, um, I don't know if it's, it seems like it's been too long personally for me, for people to like have retained that interest mm-hmm. to see it like excitedly, like they're probably going to watch it once it's on Disney plus or whatever. But, um, yeah. I, it's hard for, it's difficult for me to say since I never saw any of the other movies in theaters. The only one I saw was the most recent one because it was with you and we saw it in theaters. Um, but I wasn't like a huge toy, toy story person. So it's mm. maybe I'm not the right person to ask, but it seems like to me, that it's been too long, and so it's kind of like interest has waned. But maybe that's just my maybe. Opinion. I guess I thought. I I guess they could have thought people like you know us who grew up with Toy Story would bring our kids to this as like a reboot to an that's extent true. for uh, Toy Story, and like mm-hmm. maybe they were like this is like a way they could do these characters without having to keep doing Toy Story. True. You know, like, would we be seeing other characters at some point? I don't know. I assume at least Woody, if this w- does do well or had done well, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> at this they, point, re- if like, it they will. do have the opportunity to make, like, a cartoon, like, series or something that mm. Woody is in. That would make his, sense because yeah. he was, like, a show, right? Yeah. And within the Toy Story universe. Yeah. So, um, I think that I thought was kind of weird about this, though, was, like, I went into this thinking it was like there was an actual person named Buzz Lightyear who the toy was based off of. But mm-hmm. so slight spoiler, the very beginning of this movie, it just says, oh, so the movie that Andy saw as a kid who that got him to like Buzz Lightyear, the action figure, this is that movie. Yeah. So we're just watching what is considered a movie in the, Toy, in the Story Toy Story universe. Yes. So it's not even like this actually happens right. in any real capacity. Right. It's just a movie. Inside of a movie. See, that sucks to me. Like, I wish... I mean, it doesn't matter. It's all fucking... It's an animated yeah. toy It's all just story. a movie. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I guess I would have liked to have seen, like, how this... the These toys were based off of real people. Like, not, not all of them. Like, yeah. there was no potato head. Yeah. I mean, you don't know that. That's true. What was that movie with Cher? And she had, like, a ginger son who was, like, he looked like a potato head. <laughs> what? He had, like, some, like, I don't know. I hope it was just makeup. I don't think it was actually a person. But he had, like, some kind of, like... Mask. Genetic disorder that he, like, had, like, a crazy... Yep, that's yeah. him. That's <laughs> Mr. Potato. It's, like, Chucky... From Child's Play meets Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. Yuck. Mr. Potato Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) I just remember when I was a kid, I like was flipping through channels. I think it was like on USA or something stupid one day randomly. 
And I'm just like watching this, like no clue what's going on. I probably thought he actually had that face. Yeah. And I was like, wow. That's unfortunate for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I don't know. I, I enjoyed this movie. I think it had some really fun moments. I think they tried to do a little too much with like twists and all that and the story. But like I think it worked overall for translating to like what you would deem like a not live action but like a just like a you know not a toy yeah <laughs> story but yeah i don't know and i guess that's why it sucks that it was like it was just a movie because it's yeah. like like this was a kind of fun way that they adapted it to like what would be a real world experience type story yeah but i think it covered basically sci-fi tropes and all that stuff it had a lot of things that i thought were very similar to there was some star wars stuff in there that i was like okay um but that's probably just inherently because it's disney now and all that Mm -hmm. stuff but like i thought i thought it was fun i think the characters were enjoyable taika watiti's like of the voice of yeah one of the the characters and like he's the comedic relief and yeah it's a good time Mm -hmm. i think there was like it pulls out your heartstrings, but like I don't think it does as good of a job as most Pixar movies we've seen right. lately. Yeah, like it's it's lower it on the tier like, of emotional like, reactions. Yeah, it's not forcing you to be like into tears at the end of the movie. Like it's not that. Yeah. 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 But it's got like a nice lesson, which most Pixar films do. So yes. I I think that it, it's a fun addition, and like definitely check it on Disney Plus if you aren't going to hit theaters for yeah. it. Um. Yeah, it, for me, I'd say it was it was a large slice for me. I I had it a good enough time. Okay. I would like to see a sequel. To be honest, I think it wasn't as big as I thought it was gonna be as far as like the story of this movie. Yeah. But I think I would enjoy seeing a sequel. It seems like they left it open for that potentially. Yeah, but I guess it also depends on how it does. How it does. So yeah, you know, they might not do that if they decide that that's. I mean, not worst worth case, it. they could do a sequel as a series. Yeah. That would be cheaper, potentially. Yeah, it would be a series that's uh, based off of the movie that was based off the toy. Yeah. Based off in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a slice it for me. I liked, like, there was this the humor that I mm-hmm. always enjoy, um, and the animation was great. But, like, it might just because it was a cat robot, but, like, yeah. I think that, that sidekick character, I don't remember its name. Sucks. Socks. Yeah, Socks like, was the best. Part. I thought he was hilarious. Yeah. And like I had like, I just enjoyed the like dry humor. Yes. That he, obviously it's a robot. A robot you always have dry humor with yeah. robots. But like, I really enjoyed the relationship that they had with him and, and mm-hmm. Socks. And... Yeah, Socks was definitely the best part of the movie. So I did enjoy it. Um, but I just don't have that like personal tie to Toy Story. So I wasn't like really invested in the whole situation. And it's, it, I think it was a good movie to take your kids to and stuff like that if you i kind of feel like it was a little bit more serious as far as pixar goes like i feel like it was like less kiddish mm. i think it was like more like it was a darker tone i feel like it yeah was like a little but bit i also more felt like like adult feeling for what we got it seemed to me like it was aimed towards Adults now who have children that they want to take to the movies who saw the Toy Story movies and liked them. Yeah. Because okay. there 
was enough there for the children, the young children, to enjoy. Yeah. As a spaceman going into space, you know? Yeah. With a cat. Um, but... Robocat. Yeah, Robocat. That's all um, like your grandma. And then you have, like, the dark undertones for the adults watching it, potentially, as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It was good. It was all right. Okay. Well, moving on. <laughs> Next up, we watch Beavis and Butthead do the universe. This came to Paramount Plus June 23rd, and it was written by Mike Judge and Lou Morton with a story by those two, as well as Guy and Ian Maxstone Graham. The premise is that Beavis and Butthead go to space and travel to the future. It's pretty simple. Um, yeah. uh, where they then do the universe, yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mike Judge voices both Beavis and Butthead um, in all forms, and that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and... It was exactly, almost exactly what I expected. It's... You know, I we saw, I feel like, like I was saying earlier, like this, I feel like we saw a trailer like shortly before it was releasing. And like, I was like, oh, I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah. I didn't have a huge interest in Beavis and Butthead when I was younger, but mm-hmm. like, it was a thing. I, I knew it. I had the context of what it was. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I watched sometimes, I'd watch it on MTV or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have that passion to watch this movie, but, like, I knew we were going to. Um, I will say, like, I, I don't know if it was just, like, I needed the nostalgia, like, I, I guess maybe I needed to see it. But, yeah. like, I had a lot of fun with this movie. I thought it was, like, the jokes were just so stupid and, like, you know, it's, like, it's what you expect. Yeah, but, like, it, it 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 worked for me. It yeah, just, the stupid teenage boy humor. Yeah. It's definitely a throwback and... Yeah, and I love the context of how they, like, tell you how these outdated characters are now in modern time. Like, yeah. I think it was really clever writing to get them there. But, yeah. like, the one thing I will say is I feel was a negative was I feel like they played it too safe when it came to, like, putting them in this new world that yes. was, like, the things that they say and do are not appropriate. Yes. Like, they didn't really... They didn't play into a lot of the things that they could have gotten in trouble yeah. for. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. Yeah, it, they played it too safe, I think, yeah. with like not showing those inappropriate moments. Yeah. And like just kind of, it, it just, I don't know. It could I would have liked to see them having issues where they, they interact with people and they're like, that's not cool, blah, blah, blah. You're not and allowed like, to say that or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, or just like, what was it? Like, we were like uh, questioning before we saw it. Are they going to have like, some kind of reference to like MTV now not having yes. any music videos yes. where their whole premise was they watched music videos. Yeah, like, that's the one That thing. would have been a fun little like trope of like interacting like a meta way of, of like what your show used to be, what MTV was when they were around yes. and like you didn't really even touch upon that. That is the one, number one thing that was missing from this movie is it was such a simple way to get people to respect you again, MTV, would be to make fun of yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. That would have been perfect because that would have been it's 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 accurate. If they sat down and tried to watch MTV today, they would lose their minds. <laughs> yeah. So I and that would like, have been fun to like watch them like yeah, trying to understand the what the hell's what going is on. This? Yeah. You know, um, show this us, band sucks. You know, <laughs> show us Jersey Shore. Yeah. And, it's like Teen Mom. Teen Mom yeah. and them like was it Teen Mom MTV. Yeah, that's so. MTV. Yeah, yeah. It's MTV. Okay. Like, it would have been fun to see them, like, being like, I don't understand. Like, what? Yeah. Where's Ozzy? You know? Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it just, there was quite a few missed opportunities as far as the culture shock should have gone. Yeah. 
Um, and so I was disappointed in that. Yeah. But overall, it was the same teenage boy humor. It was equally as entertaining as it always has been. Um, I think the best way for me to describe this is it felt like the Bill and Ted 3. Oh, yeah. Like, what's that What's that one? Uh, something music? Save the music. Face the music. Bill and Ted face the music. That's the third one. I think so. It feels to me like this was that movie, but better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, with a better story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is more entertaining. Yeah. Um, they were just as ridiculous as they always have been, and it was nice little, a little jolt of nostalgia, because um, I think I definitely relate Beavis and Butthead more to mm. my childhood than I do Lightyear or um, Toy Story because I felt yeah. like I watched it when I was a teenager like at night it was on MTV or whatever yeah whatever fucking channel I think it was on MTV I was hoping that we'd um, get like a cameo from like uh, Hank Hill or something though yeah that was fun that, that was the That's whole spinoff creator, was, yeah. was King of the Hill um, but also it gives us hope that, that we'll see that whole revival of King of the Hill yeah. which they were talking about happening yeah. right yeah, I kind of want them to do that as a live action. <laughs> yeah, have you seen the like memes out there of like the different celebrities who would play the, yeah. each uh, person? Yeah, yeah, pretty good stuff. Yeah. Um, did we give her? No. Okay. Uh, so this was this was a this is a large slice for me. There were several missed opportunities, but I really did quite enjoy it quite a lot. Okay. Yeah, I I think I'll say a large slice as well for me. I I. Would have liked them do more than they did. Yeah. But I think it's it was fun enough for people who are familiar with Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to do much for anybody who doesn't, you know, if, if you're younger and don't really know who the fuck these characters are, you're yeah. not going to really appreciate. Yeah. You're not going to. Unless the, unless the, like, the sex humor yeah. is enough for you to understand what these characters are supposed to be. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's like, a, you know. A teenage boy or something. Yeah. All right. Okay. And the headliner here, we've got Top Gun Maverick. Uh, this dropped in theaters May 27th with a screenplay by Aaron Kruger, Eric Warren Singer, and Christopher McQuarrie with a story by Peter Craig, Justin Marks. And it was directed by Joseph Kosinski. The premise is 30 years after, or after 30 years of service, as one of the Navy's top pilots, Pete Mitchell is brought back to Top Gun to train a younger group of pilots. Um, the main cast, obviously, we have Tom Cruise, who plays Pete Maverick Mitchell. And then Miles Teller is Lieutenant Bradley Rooster Bradshaw. Which, can we stop and say, who the fuck, with the last name Bradshaw, names their child Bradley? That seems like a lot of Brad in one name. Seems like a lot. <laughs> Bradley Bradshaw. Yeah. Bradley Bradshaw. I didn't That's really excessive. think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Um. <laughs> and then we have Jennifer Connelly plays Penelope, and John Hamm is Vice Admiral Bo Cyclone Simpson. And those are kind of like the primary cast for this movie. And we haven't. We did this on purpose because neither one of us had really seen the first Top Gun before this, and so you watched it, and then I didn't. So I'm interested to see how our opinions differ because of that. Okay. So, 
You can go first. Okay. Well, um, I'll talk a little bit about the first movie. Yeah. Okay. So I watched it with some friends, like, I think within a week before we saw this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original one on Netflix. Yeah. It's like on like every streaming service, I think, right now. Yeah. But uh, I did not like it. And yeah. I was like so worried about watching this movie because I was like, this, the original, like, I know that it's beloved and like it's a, you know, such a pop culture thing but like mm-hmm. I was like this is like I don't know if it was just the outdated nature of the movie but like it was so boring to me mm-hmm. uh, the the big death of Goose mm-hmm. spoilers yeah. of that old movie <laughs> it didn't do it for me mm-hmm. like I joked with my friends that loved that movie because mm-hmm. uh, like they, they have that song Take My Breath Away Take they, it plays pretty much every other scene yeah. Throughout that movie. They yeah. clearly had a limited soundtrack for that movie. Yeah. And I was joking with them. I was like, I'm surprised they didn't play Take My Breath Away when Goose dies. <laughs> it's so ridiculous how they try to like make it out this big thing. And I, yeah. like, I just, I didn't feel that that character's death was earned. You know, like yeah. I didn't feel anything for that character from what we've seen with him, re- you know, acting with Maverick and stuff mm-hmm. in this movie. And like, I don't know. It was... I guess it's just a product of its time, but I was just so bored of that movie. It was mm-hmm. not fun. Okay. It was all the the fighter jet stuff was just like B-roll it looked like that didn't feel like it fit the movie. Mm. And that, again, could be a product of its time that the footage was like clearly different looking than what you would film with a Hollywood right. camera or whatever. But, um... I don't know. I didn't really like it. So okay. I, was, I was hesitant going into this one. Uh, but I will say I actually had a good time with this movie. I think it played it really safe. It was very paint by numbers. I'd say it was relatively the same-ish plot. Okay. But, you know, like your typical sequel slash reboot type thing. Yeah. Where it's like, it's not necessarily the same thing, but it kind of is. But, like, it works as a sequel. Yeah. Um, I think they adapted really well to modern times. They obviously brought in newer jets for mm-hmm. this whole thing. They they tied in his you know the history of the last movie. Uh, one thing I thought was a little weird though was like I didn't really understand some of the characters in this movie, and I had watched the other movie. I'm like I don't understand who is this person. Yeah, I don't remember them in the other movie. And so it was very confusing in that sense for going into this one. And so, like, someone like you who didn't even watch the other movie, like, I would say that, like, well, you probably should have watched the other movie. But, like, I was also lost. And so... Yeah, there was people that I just assumed were in the first movie because I was like, well, I'm good. I'm I'm reading between the lines here that they've had a relationship in the past. So that's got to be in the first movie. Okay. Yeah. And I just, like, accepted it. (laughs) As far as I'm aware... The love interest in this movie is not the person right. from the first movie. Yeah, we looked into it. Because it didn't feel like they made a... <laughs> that was not the She's thing. mentioned, apparently, in the first movie. Like, her name is mentioned. Okay. But that's it. She's not the primary. Okay. Which yeah. I thought was weird, but I guess yeah. that's just their way of having a different love interest without having to really explain it all that much. Yeah. Like, oh, which is somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, I... I think they took this one and they made it... uh, They found a way somehow to make Top Gun... And this is obviously a Tom Cruise move, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. They found a way to make it slightly Mission Impossible at one point (laughs) in this movie. Yeah. And that could just be like... 
updating to to you know needing more action in your films and yeah i don't know but it was a lot of fun i, I had a great time with maverick i think you don't really even i would say i don't know what you think because you haven't seen the first one but like i would say you really don't even need to see the first one um yeah i felt like everything i needed to know was given to me in context clues yeah so. it felt like they kind of caught you up within this movie if yeah. there was something you needed to know mm-hmm. you know they even had like cut back scenes uh, of the old movie yeah to you know they, they summed up the goose thing for you at yeah. one point so you knew oh this guy this is what died happened. yeah in case you hadn't seen the other movie right um, they definitely made it so that it can stand on its own yeah um i think the best part of this is the like the relationships that you see him trying to hold on to i guess mm-hmm. that it's the only thing that kind of carries over yeah um but again it something that you will learn through this movie mm-hmm. yeah i mean i thought this movie was better than i expected it to be um i thought it was gonna spend most of its time like basically just being an homage to the first one so i thought there was gonna be a lot it, of stuff i didn't understand to a sense it, it, to an extent it was but okay. like i think if anything i'd call it a reboot i enjoyed oh i guess it's okay. like they made the movie in a way that i enjoyed it okay i guess yeah so i mean the action or the, like the flight scenes and the action scenes were like crazy yeah. and like really the, hardcore the original movie i feel like there was barely any action mm-hmm. it was just you're just following a crew of people who are in some navy yeah base thing and it's like this one was like you're actually seeing them in a mission it's like a mission yeah and like there's actually stakes and like it just mm-hmm. it felt like this was more uh personal i guess for for the characters to like be in these situations rather than just i don't know yeah i thought that the there was some like conflict between characters that i thought was just kind of useless but i understand why they they had to have some kind of problem for the movie Mm -hmm. and so i get that it just was like that's dumb but whatever um but overall it was a good like action movie you got to see some like crazy fucking fighter jet flying stuff and some interesting things that i don't typically think about like the effects that a certain number of G's has on your body and all of that. So. Yeah, there was some like science-based stuff that I was yeah. like, I didn't really think about that and how that would translate to people piloting, yeah, moving at these high speeds like that. Mm-hmm. that that's actually kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, I will say the trailer is very misleading. Yep. Because the trailer kind of makes it seem like it's this like potential space situation, yes. and that's really just a short portion of the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Uh, and then the actual plot happens. Yeah. And so that was a little surprising, but like I think it worked well because otherwise I'm like, this is just getting ridiculous. And yeah. we're going to go from here if you. <laughs> yeah. If he's already gone to space, it's just like, what does Tom Cruise want to master? What does he want to learn how to do next? That's what it's going to, his next movie is going to be about. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> is doing a movie from what I recall. Isn't he like doing like a movie? He's going to be like the first actor to actually film in space or some shit I mean, for a movie that's not even a little bit surprising so yeah I'm, i feel like there was something that he's doing it although i will say i this was the first movie that i've ever seen him show any kind of age on him i felt like i noticed his age in this okay in various different scenes like he still doesn't look as old as he yeah, I think is he gets, i think he's like 60 now or something crazy i wouldn't be surprised by that i he 
I actually noticed that he was like a past middle age at this point. Like you could see mm-hmm. he had lines in his skin and it was like very different than I'm used to seeing him because typically he's, I don't know, I felt like for a time there it was like, is he immortal? Like what's going on? Like mm-hmm. he doesn't seem to age at all. So it was interesting to see that. Um, and But he's, you know, he's still played the role as exactly as you would expect it. And I enjoyed it. So I think probably for this t- instance, it was easier for me having not seen the first one because for me, anything I didn't understand, I just assumed it was in the first one. <laughs> and That's for actually, you, you were like, well, where did this come yeah, from? Yeah, and I will say I was dwelling for a little bit in the beginning of like, who is this woman? I don't understand who she is. <laughs> we're supposed to believe that he's had this relationship with her and it's like, I don't fucking know who she is. Yeah. You know, like he knows the kid. Who's the fucking kid? The kid yeah. wasn't even around when the first movie happened, yeah. as far as I'm aware. Yeah. So that part probably helped me out in this case. So overall, I would say it was a large slice it for me. Like, I'm kind of curious to go check out the original now, since you didn't like it at all. So I'm curious. Just see whether just see my how... dislike was valid? Or... No, just to see how I feel about it. Like, if, if gotcha. it's... Yeah. Now, I don't know. Well... One way or another, it'll take your breath away. Okay. <laughs> so what are you going to score this uh, one? I'll say, I'll say large slice. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it was a lot of fun. I think the only thing keeping it from being a dissected for me was the fact that like it was very confusing as far as like characters that like I didn't really understand why they could have done better with that. Yeah. I did like seeing John Hamm, though, in this. Because, like, yeah, he, he was, was such a different character. You know, he was, like, such a serious, like, not... I guess because we were so used to him being, like, comedic now. Yeah. Since Mad Men. Yes. And so, like, seeing him back in that kind of a role where he's a serious man, mm-hmm. it's hard to <laughs> take yeah. him seriously. It's really interesting to see him back in the serious role, for sure. And he was very good at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I thought he was going to start advertising, give us advertising pitches for yeah. the mission at one point. And... Yeah. I think, um, was oh yeah, Ed Harris is like his typical like hard ass self in this too. So He's such a small role though. He was I know, like a, I know. He's he very... was basically just a cameo, I think, because of the first movie. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's still in theaters. Uh, I think it came back to IMAX for like a weekend or something, but... It's doing well. It's making that's one thing that a lot of records. I think for Tom Cruise, I think it's like the the best, the the biggest box office for for what he's done. This is an, a movie that I actually think might be interesting to see in IMAX because of the various. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the because the like flight and all of that, like the various different. Yeah, I don't know, fighter jet stuff. <laughs> yeah, the sound was amazing yeah. on this movie. Yeah, just like. I would be shocked if they didn't get some kind of uh, Oscar nominations for for the sound and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to follow us on all the various social medias. We've got our Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. We've got Twitter, at DTF Pod. And we have Instagram, Dissecting This Fiction. You can also send us an email directly to DTFPod at gmail.com. Or you can check out our website for a listing of all of our episodes, DTFCast.com. All right, let's get into our video games. Yes. I actually have a lot of good, exciting news to share. Yeah. Please do. By a lot, I mean I have like 1,400 and something. Okay. Things to share. Okay. Uh, 
I found out a couple weeks ago that I was 20th place in the world in Halo Infinite for getting sticky grenade kills. Nice. Which is pretty much what it's... What it sounds like? Sounds like. You throw <laughs> these glowing grenades and they stick to people. Mm-hmm. And then they blow up. Yeah. So I apparently was 20th place. Without even trying. Without even trying. Yeah. Found out on some like random website that tracks all that data because 343 apparently doesn't do it themselves even though they have that data. So uh, yeah. So I... Was like, you know what? I'm going to try to get as far up as I can. And I've, I've come all the way to third place. I've come up 17 spots. Yeah. Now trying. I am, I think, uh, like, I think I'm like 600 and something away from first. But mm-hmm. uh, I've done a lot of sticks lately. Yeah. You could call me Sticky Finger Steve, if you will. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. Um. And I've even kind of started Twitch streaming, right? Yeah. To, to let people see how I uh, do with this stuff. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, my only time I've done it, I played the worst Halo I've ever played. <laughs> Probably just like the anxiety of being like, you know, quote, Visible. unquote, live yeah. for people to see. Yeah. I like, I think one match, the only stick I got was I stuck myself somehow, which is very hard to do, but wow. I somehow killed okay. myself. Um <laughs> Fell off the match at one point. Yeah. I, I think it was a match I got like one kill and like 10 plus deaths. Like so, I, so it went really well. Absolutely terrible. Like you, you'd see me and be like, this guy does not know how to play this game. But like, so you'd show them that stat and they'd be like, yeah, this is not that guy. Yeah. Someone's using this guy's account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it didn't go well. But uh, look for that if you guys are interested in watching me play. I'm going to try to just twitch stream some more classy cat dad is my account thing mm-hmm. you can look for that yeah so so that website I... shuts down at the end of the month unfortunately but yeah. it so what it said was i just found this out the other day yeah it's shutting down because of some server that it uses to like get the data mm-hmm. it's shutting down so it said it will still be there but it's going to be only to read so it's not going to update, it won't update. at that point. Yeah. Uh, the site's called leafapp.co. Co. Okay. For anybody who wants to go check out their stats or mm-hmm. just see how great I am. Yeah. Under uh, sticky grenade kills. Yeah. So you said to me earlier your goal is to get to number one before the website closes, right? Yeah. So yeah. then when it's read only, it just shows It'll me. It'll just be you and forever. And people, you know, and like yeah. 2074 when. Yeah. When the world ends. When the world ends and. Horizon mm-hmm. robots take over the world. Mm-hmm. They'll all know. Yeah, that, that you were number classy one. Classy cat dad is number one in sticky grenade kills of Halo <laughs> Infinite. It's very important. All right, just wanted to share that. Yeah, one of the few things I can brag about in my life, <laughs> aside from how much I can eat. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's get in some of our releases. Uh, Xbox Games with Gold. They have a game called Beast of Maravilla Island. Came, these all came out, I think, on the first. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Pokemon Snap type game where players take on the role of a wildlife photographer exploring a mysterious island. Kind of interested in this. Okay. I don't know if that means it's going to be like a rail based, like the Pokemon Snap games on 64, but 
I'll probably check that out since it's Games with Gold. Okay. Uh, Thrillville, Off the Rails, lets players manage their own theme park and build their own roller coasters. Oh, okay. So... You sound like you're excited. Roller coaster tycoon, then? You sound like you have too much thrill for this game. It does sound like a free game. (laughs) Uh, On the 16th, the two other games for Games with Gold, Relicta... How would you say that? Relicta? Relicta. It's a first-person, physics-based puzzle game. So, despite the dumb name... Yeah. We might actually enjoy this. You know, it sounds like it's going to be like Portal or something like that. It sounds like it could be worth trying. Uh, Also, Torchlight. It's an action RPG from the creators of Diablo. I'm interested. Is it top-down, though? It it, it looks like it's top-down. Okay. Uh, so those two will be on the 16th. So that's Games with Gold for Xbox. Uh, Game Pass has some games coming out. Uh, this one's already out, I guess. June 23rd, Naraka Blade Point came out for Xbox Series X and S. This, I think, they showed at their uh, showcase for Xbox and Bethesda. Mm. It was like a... It looks like it's going to be like a live service type game. But um, it has my interest, so I'll probably check that out. Uh, For the football and or soccer fans, however you refer to the sport, FIFA 22 is out for Game Pass. Mm -hmm. Uh, Far Cry 5, a little late, but... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Far Cry 6 is already out there in the world. I was like, okay. Uh, Far Cry 5 will be... yeah, it is out as of the first for Game Pass, so anybody who hasn't played mm-hmm. that one yet. And then we had a surprise addition to Game Pass, House Flipper, <laughs> which apparently allows you to, like, remodel houses and stuff. So I'm going to be checking that out. <laughs> yeah, I like how you, like, threw shade at a roller coaster game. Sounds like a Games with Gold game. <laughs> yet a game called House Flipper on Game Pass, you're all about. I'm actually thrilled about House Flipper. I want to try it out because I have played, tried to play games like that on phone games, but they're always trying to fucking sell you shit. They're so full of microtransactions. Like no. They're trying to sell you houses for more than they put into buying it? No. It would make sense if that was the case. They're, it's, they're so full of microtransactions they're, and ads, they're impossible to play and they're really irritating. So I'm excited to see one that I don't have to fucking deal with that shit about. With. I see. I see. So I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. All right. PlayStation. PlayStation Plus, uh, they have three games. Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, comes out on the 5th, July 5th, for PS5 and PS4. You're also going to be getting Arcade Geddon. Arcade Geddon? Arcade Geddon for PS5 and PS4. Uh, and Man of Medan, which okay. is a PS4 only. Okay. So two for... Both generations, one for just PS4. Which I guess you would be able to play on PS5. It would just be the graphics of PS4. Yes. So I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. (laughs) Unless you only have PS4. Then you can't play the other ones on PS5. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, true. These are facts. So these are regular PlayStation Plus games that people, even with Essential, will have. Yeah, yeah. So these are the the basic we get every month. Okay. This is July's batch got it uh man of medan if you remember that's like one of those like the horror anthology or whatever the hell games that we've been seeing come out mm-hmm. yeah it's one of those games okay um so i i kind of want to talk a little bit about the 
plus redesign mm-hmm. since you know you kind of brought it up right there. So essential is basically what we've had this whole time. Yes. Uh, we I was looking at it. I I thought it was interesting because PS4 it's a lot more complicated looking than it is on PS5. Oh yeah. I think the UI that they have for PS5 makes it a lot easier to navigate. Uh, so that was kind of surprising. Maybe they just put more effort into PS5 than they did PS4. But yeah. um, for extra, it it seems like you basically are just getting those 400 plus games or whatever it is library. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are downloads. Some of them are cloud. But the only difference with premium, from what we could tell, was just getting the very few handful of classic PlayStation 1 and 2 games. Yeah. Which was a very minimal amount. There. That doesn't seem like It was that extra. and then the two-hour demos of future games. At right. The time demos that they are going to make mandatory. Yeah. So at least current state, the premium one does not seem worth it. Like maybe right in now. the future. Like when you get more PlayStation 1 and 2 games probably will be more beneficial but right now it doesn't seem even with the demos like what games are coming out that you need to have a two-hour demo for yeah you can't figure out if you like it or not (laughs) so i'm kind of surprised they didn't like release the premium with like some more games to like make it really worth it from the uh classic catalog yeah they'll probably expand that over time Mm -hmm. or at least base their user membership whatever like subscription rates on adding more things to it we'll see what happens i will say though i i did like how they um they prorate it so yeah. like if you jump in like six months from the year it gives you a price that's based off the rest of the year for going to like the upgraded tiers mm-hmm. not like a flat rate so that's kind of cool that they put that into the pricing of it yeah that is nice yeah, I don't. I think for me, I'm gonna stick with essential for now. I think extra will be based off if there's games that they add to there that I care about. Mm-hmm. But because as it is right now, a lot of the games that are in that like 400 game catalog mm-hmm. are games that were previously on plus, and so you already like. Yeah, have they're kind them. of double dipping yeah. in this whole like, oh, you're good in these games, but like yeah. you, if you if you've had were plus on plus, you already, you already had have them have anyway. Those. So yeah. Yeah, that's kind of iffy, I think. But um, there are come, some games on there that I, I haven't played. You know, like uh, Death Stranding, I would have liked to play. But I heard it was uh, streaming only. Mm-hmm. And I will say, too, Extra, that's going to be limiting for some people. Mm-hmm. That and Premium, because if you don't have really good internet, like you're not getting the full experience of those games. Yeah, you're that's gonna, true. You're going to probably not be able to enjoy them as much. Yeah. Um, so... It'll be interesting to see how this compares to Game Pass over the next couple years. But, like, I think it's, a uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Some games on PlayStation Plus I'm, I'm looking forward to. The Crash Bandicoot for sure. All right. Uh, Switch had a couple games coming out. Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes came out on June 24th. That is not a game franchise I am fully familiar with, but I know it's very popular mm-hmm. on uh, Nintendo. The Portal Companion Collection. We just talked about Portal a bit ago. Mm -hmm. This came out on the 28th of June. This is basically Portal 1 and 2 brought to the Switch with all DLC for 2. There's like the co-op and all that stuff that they did. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak came out on the 30th for Switch. If you're a Monster Hunter fan, there's more for you. 
mm-hmm. on the rise. <laughs> okay. I like my monster hunting like my doe with a rise. <laughs> okay. I thought it was good. Yeah. All right, multi platform. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Shredder's Revenge. <laughs> uh, came out on the 13th. That is on Game Pass for those who have Game Pass. Uh, it's multi-platform. Otherwise, uh, very quick game. We'll talk about that in our reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fall Guy came out multi-platform. Free to play. 621. For anybody who didn't get a chance to play that. It's been on PlayStation for a while, but now it's everywhere. Uh, Cuphead, the delicious last course, is finally coming out with their DLC. Get it? Delicious last course. The <laughs> DLC. Yep. Uh, June 30th, that came out, and that's on everything. I have not played Cuphead yet, surprisingly. I'm kind of surprised I, about that, too. It's very hard to play. And, yeah, uh, it looks really, really hard. committed to it. Yeah. It's like the Elden Ring of platformers. Oh, okay. And then last in our list of releases, Outriders World Slayer is coming out, or came out on June 30th. We have not gone back to this game since we played the early access of it. Yeah. I think I logged in and tried to play a little bit once it for real came out, and then I was like, I forgot how I've to just play. like, I think I'm just intimidated at this point because there's like so much that's happened. I'm yeah. just like, am I even... I'm like, well, I think what <laughs> happened is like in the, whatever the, what did we have? Was it? The preview? Yeah, it was like a, or a demo, demo or whatever. Whatever it was, it like... was, I was disappointed in the player class that I chose. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to start with a different player class. But then I was like, now I have to relearn how to fucking play this. I don't remember if it carries over or not. So like that's another thing. Like We'll, have, we'll probably have to start it all over. I don't even know. I think it does carry over. I, I don't remember how it I worked. I think it... For whatever reason, I logged into it again once it was officially released. And then I was like, I've feel like now i have to like start from scratch i know they had some problem at the launch and they like gave people free shit if they logged in by a certain date or something like we logged in to do that yeah <laughs> i think i logged in both of us yeah yeah and we haven't touched it since nope <laughs> i do want to play that especially because it, it'll probably leave game pass that's also another game on game pass it'll probably leave probably within the next year yeah it's we been should, there a while we should now. play it all right well that's it for releases a yeah. lot of a lot of games for people to play yes in the coming month oh yeah um. All right, let's get into our news. Not a huge achievement for Microsoft, but recently Xbox has outsold the PS5 in Japan for the past week. Wow. So Xbox sold 6,695 units versus PlayStation 5 selling 3,035. Oh, wow. So like they're really beating it. Both Xbox Series X and S beat the PS5 in like numbers as well, like per type Mm -hmm. the overall aspect though is i think this year xbox has told in japan 230 or maybe this is just for the the launch of the whole next gen but xbox has 232,000 versus playstation 5's 1.69 million whoa i mean this is japan that's a crazy difference i mean it's always been that way though i guess that makes sense so like the news here more so is that like we are seeing Microsoft being bought in Japan. And not so much that they're dominating because they're not dominating the overall aspect. But there's an increase. Instead of seeing this, we only buy PlayStation in Japan, you're starting to see 
uh, I guess, it become a little bit more open market. So I think this is a good representation that it's like it's opening the market a little bit more. It's not so focused on Japan specific consoles mm-hmm. for them now. Um, and of course, like we know that there's been like a lot of issues with production on Sony's end mm-hmm. as far as, you know, Microsoft might be making more units than, than PlayStation is capable of because of the, the, uh, materials needed right now and all that right. stuff Supply the chips chain. and all that stuff yeah so for all we know that that's a big part of it but um i don't know it just it's exciting to see that like we're seeing more potential of like diverse gaming i guess yeah coming, <laughs> yeah making like you know having more people. obviously sony's been popular in other countries than japan but like mm-hmm. we're seeing like the opposite now where what's it gonna mean i guess for like the feature of gaming are we gonna see more stuff cover both platforms yeah yeah to to to, to catch all uh audiences yeah yeah anyways well that's fun yeah i mean you could argue too that like game pass has been like a big role it in that too helps, like yeah. maybe there's a lot of games that are out there on game pass that people want so they're buying the series s as a secondary you know yeah all right well one game you can play on either playstation or xbox is Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. Okay. From Software, the director, Hidetaka Miyazaki, revealed to the Japanese gaming website 4Gamer that their next games uh, in development is currently in the final stages. So they released this game, what was it, like February? Yeah. Elden Ring was released longer. in February? Yeah. And they're saying that they are already in the final stages for their next game. Okay. Who knows what that means? I guess that could be like a year still. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's impressive as far as I can tell. Yeah. Uh, so recently the studio and director brought Elden Ring with great success. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. forgot I had the notes in there. Yeah. Use Borat, Borat voice. voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems like, I mean, that game definitely did really well. Um, Still a game I haven't touched, but I mean, I have friends there like, you have to get this game, and I'm still kind of behind the fence of like, uh, it's not my style. Yeah. I don't like losing a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And then just getting over it. Yeah, that's not... I don't like to feel defeated. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. I already had that in life. I don't need that in my games. <laughs> I don't need that in the games. Yeah. <laughs> it's my feeling exactly. Yeah. Will I be able to use sticky grenades? <laughs> All right, uh, bad news for Sony PlayStation. They will not be at Gamescom this year, 2022. Uh, they're just one of many publishers that will not be at this event, the German gaming convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo, Take-Two, Activision, they've already confirmed they won't be there. Um, so I don't really think it's a big surprise that Sony won't be there because they've kind of been very absent it seems lately in general mm-hmm. they're just kind of doing their own thing even e3 they kind of yeah cut out from before the pandemic situation was a, an issue um so i am curious though what, what this means for microsoft do you think that they will also be absent or do you think they will take that as an opportunity to get the forefront of marketing i would think they would use it as an opportunity but I guess it's where they have stuff to really show. Mm-hmm. 
since they've kind of Instead laid a lot of on the like, table already. Like, you don't want it to be... Well, I mean, they did a lot, but, like, they haven't shown their big titles, like uh, Gears of War, or Gear 6, where the hell they want it. They changed the yeah. name. You know? Stuff like that. And, like, they, that, a lot of that kind of stuff was missing from their showcase recently. So I am curious if they will use those kind of things to try to showcase here, maybe, mm-hmm. and um, bring in just the PR and marketing. But at the same time, you need to make it good. Yeah. Or else the narrative will be like, you didn't come with much to show. Exactly. Which could hurt you more than just not showing up. And then the other question is, if they're going to use the the fact that these other um, companies are not going to be there as like, a, oh, well, we don't want to waste our time then. You know what I mean? Because I feel like that's what happened with E3 the first year that people stopped going. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, well, this company's not going to be here, so it's not going to be a big deal. So. Yeah, I know when Sony was first not going to E3, I think it was a concern that, like, well, is this game going to be worth paying to go to E3 now? Yeah, yeah. So. Is there going to be enough there to, I mean, obviously, Microsoft and Nintendo were there, but, yeah. like. But if you already have PlayStation and Nintendo not going, mm-hmm. that's kind of two big, big players, big players yeah. for a, a video game conference. Mm-hmm. But again, that could work in Microsoft's favor of having the spotlight if True. they use it wisely. Yeah. Another thing being used wisely is the title Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> yeah. Square Enix has announced for their 25th anniversary of the game Final Fantasy VII, uh, the remake will now be a trilogy with the next installment title being Final Fantasy VII Rebirth and will release in 2023. Now, I thought they already said that it was probably going to be a trilogy. I think yeah. they said it was at least two games. I guess it was a question whether it would be a third game. Yeah, I thought they said it was a trilogy um, too. This just reeks of Square Enix is trying to milk this one fucking game. Yeah. For as many titles as they can. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, maybe that's just me seeing the negative. but <laughs> It's there. So yeah. somebody needs to see it. Uh, I mean... The one we got was only like the first, not even third of the game. Mm-hmm. And so I presume this will be two thirds of the game and then three thirds of the game yeah. will be the third one. Uh, but they also announced Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion, uh, which is a prequel slash remake of the PSP title, which tied into Final Fantasy VII. And this will be a prequel remake to the trilogy. Hmm. Of games that they just said they will be doing. Okay. And this one releases in winter 2022 on multi-platform. So a couple things here. First, it's releasing before the second game, which tells us they've been working on this before they were working on the second game mm-hmm. of the game they released years ago. Yeah. So that means they've already had plans to do the, a bunch of fucking extra stuff. Mm-hmm. And two, it says multi-platform, which we know Final Fantasy VII Remake is, ex- as far as we know, exclusive to mm-hmm. Sony. Yeah. There's been no official confirmation that it's coming to Xbox or anything like that. Yeah. So, does this imply that we could see, overall, the other, you know, the remake coming to Xbox or just the other titles coming to I, multi-platform. I would imagine they're using this within as a that tester. trilogy. I bet they're going to use this 
Crisis Core as a tester to see how it does on the other platforms to decide if they're going to expand. Well, just the thing is, I guess, that is a very specific game, though. It's a PSP. So, like, it's already a niche market who played that game. And then on top of that, like, you are now betting that people with Microsoft Xbox consoles are going to know or care about that game. Right, but it already it's, it's saying it's a prequel slash remake and it ties mm-hmm. into the trilogy. So if people know yeah, that it's going to tie... Yeah, but you don't have the first game on Xbox. So why should you care unless you're getting that first game on Xbox? I'm, I mean, I'm just saying that if it's somebody who thinks they might like the Final Fantasy VII game, then, mm-hmm. then being able to play this that ties into it might be a slight tester for Square Enix to determine whether they want to put the other game on other platforms right i guess it's maybe it just not... seems backwards to me that you would put a game that's tied to the game that you don't have on xbox on xbox because then i guess what, since it's a prequel is what you're saying yes. so because it's a prequel yeah. it doesn't matter if you play this game first right okay yeah sorry i don't know <laughs> but that, that's gonna suck then if they decide not to put that on the remake on or is it Xbox or, or they already it, have plans to and they're just that's what know. I'm wondering so either they have already have plans to potentially put that on Xbox or they're just just a power move to pull those people and be like all right fine I'll get a fucking PlayStation so I can play that game because <laughs> they're hooked on the story now in a way that's actually better off if it were to hit Xbox and then they get the remake and then you know the yeah the sequels after because then order. you have it in order of yes. when it should theoretically take place yeah so that w- would actually work out better for people who are unfamiliar with the franchise yeah. already or hadn't played the original. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on. Star Wars KOTOR 2. Star Wars KOTOR 2 was released recently on the Switch, but some players have experienced a game-breaking bug. Uh, so the studio Aspire told IGN... Our data suggests that this is only affecting a small number of users, but please rest assured that we are working on a patch to fix it. In the meantime, Aspire suggests players consult the FAQ for a temporary workaround that involves using a cheat code. To skip to OND504, players can activate this by clicking the left thumbstick, opening the cheat menu, and selecting warp. I have no idea what that means. Yeah, same. But I hope anybody who plays this game does. Yeah. And that that is a great fix for them. Yeah. We should share this on social media. Probably. Yeah. I wonder if OND504 is like a location in the game. Like it's like a... I bet. A, yeah. A, a planet or a, an area. I would imagine, that you, yeah. Like you have to skip part of the story because it's yeah. not loading it's not through. letting you progress. Yeah. yeah. All right. Moving on. Halo Infinite will be running a two-week beta preview from July 11th through the 22nd for players to use the co-op in the entire campaign. Uh, It will be open to people who purchase the game or have Game Pass. All you have to do is sign up through the Xbox Insider program. Unfortunately, your progress from the campaign will not carry over, so you'll have to start fresh for co-op. But, I mean, it doesn't really matter, I feel like. but yeah. And I imagine that's just for the beta. I assume when the co-op releases officially, it'll probably be carried over. Yeah. Your progress. Hopefully. Yeah. 
I'm debating on this one because, like, I don't necessarily want to be in the insider program on my Series X. Yeah. Because we've had issues with the other Xboxes in the program. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I kind of don't want to do that, but I also would like to try this. You can just do it on the Xbox One X, right? Yeah, but then I don't have the best oh. graphics. Okay. And... Okay, well, then that's your decision to make. <laughs> that's my choice. Yeah, that's your choice. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you're right. All right. You want to have a cake and eat it too. I do. Okay. While okay. questioning, is it cake? Yeah. Or is it a lie? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Eurogamer has reported on social media that Skull and Bones is expected to release on November 8th, 2022. I'll believe it when it happens. Yeah. So this game has been in development for nine years with multiple delays. And it wasn't even revealed until uh, five years ago. So Mm -hmm. five years since it was revealed. And it's been in production for almost a decade to now. Yeah. And this is basically just like pirates, right? It feels like what they did was they took the concept of Assassin's Creed Odyssey's boat stuff. And they've turned it into its own game. Yeah. Of pirates and skulls and bones. Okay, that tracks. That was my least favorite part of that game. So. Really? Yeah. I actually kind of enjoyed the uh, the ship stuff. I was not a fan. I wasn't very good at it, so that's probably why. <laughs> I don't even know if I even upgraded my ship fully. but I upgraded like... the shit out of my ship, but I still was just really bad at it. I feel like, I don't know. Uh... It was clearly like a microtransaction type. Yeah gimmick to like yeah. get you to to customize your ship but like mm-hmm. i thought it had fun mechanics as far as like the way it worked in the world to like sail everywhere you did get better when you advanced like upgraded your ship further yeah when you I got s- faster it was a lot easier yeah to... i still i just wasn't a huge fan i felt like it was difficult to navigate but i always struggle with that so hmm. it's unfortunate yeah i know all right, well, that's it for our news. Uh, we do have a couple reviews this episode. Yeah. Seems like we don't have as many reviews these days, but when we do... We just get... We get slap happy. Yep, sure do. With two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first up, we have been playing Jurassic World Evolution 2. This was released last November, uh, multi-platform, and it is currently on Game Pass. And it was developed and published by Frontier Developments. It's a business sim, single player, like basically you're managing the park. It's very similar to the first game. It's just more of a research business rather Mm -hmm. than a theme park. Yeah. You're not really doing a business. You're just saving dinosaurs. Yeah. In this one. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't scoff at this and be like, oh, it's pretty much Dino uh, Tycoon. I've never played it. Dino Park Tycoon. Yeah. Because you were talking shit about that roller coaster game. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, how did you feel about this one? Like, we played the first one. I abandoned the first one. I think right after I opened up the last park because I was so stressed out playing it. Like, it wasn't fun to me. Because oh, okay. I kept. Like there the was, storms and stuff. Were yeah, very, there's like uh, storms. Stressful. The dinosaurs go crazy. They break yeah, the yeah. fence. You gotta like get people to capture. It's fucking. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is too stressful. I, so I, I think I beat the main campaign on the first game, mm-hmm. and I'm like 
majority through the DLC. Mm-hmm. So I did all the Doctor Wu stuff on the DLC, but I think I have some of the Jurassic Park original mm-hmm. DLC to do. This game, I feel like I've had some fun with it, but I do feel overall this game feels like it's just like more of the same and they just kind of manipulated the task i guess of what you do to Mm -hmm. be slightly different and some aspects i feel like they improved the gameplay and like the user experience Mm -hmm. but in other aspects i feel like they made it worse yeah this doesn't feel like it's there's not much to this game i feel like the first game had like a big campaign it was robust and then this one feels like it's just like a DLC that they could have just put in the first game, but they just chose to call it its own game and and sell more DLC to this one. Yeah, like it just it feels kind of like a bait and switch, in my opinion. Yeah, it does. Um, especially with respect to aquatic dinosaurs, which I haven't even seen yet, so I don't yeah. know if that's actually in the game or not. But so there's a couple different screens from the main menu where there's seems like, like it is. Yeah, there's challenges from the main menu, so theoretically it might be there. But like I worked my way all the way to the final chapter, mm-hmm. and I'm it's just been land dinosaurs. It's just land. I finally on the final chapter got flying dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. But like I thought at first it was gonna be like chapter four was gonna be flying, and then chapter five was gonna be aquatic because it was like based on location, and the chapter yeah, yeah, five yeah. is California. So I was like, okay, maybe it's on the beach and there's aquatic. But so far, it's just been flying dinosaurs. So unless that chapter is extra long and there's going to be aquatic in the same chapter, I feel like it's not in there. Yeah. They have like this uh, mode, like chaos theory mode or something like that. And then like, I I haven't really experienced too much of it, but I'm wondering if it's supposed to be something within that at some point. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's like a rotation of stuff that they have for like levels. I don't, it Mm -hmm. just seems, because that's supposed to be like, they bring you back to like old locations from the franchise Mm -hmm. and so like theoretically i guess jurassic world would be one of those with the mesosaurus yeah uh tank Mm -hmm. if you do that i don't know like i've seen youtube videos of of what seems to be gameplay of sea creatures from this game but i have yet to see in the actual game yeah it's kind of weird it's it's odd yeah i don't know like Things I did enjoy were I liked how they made it so you could live pause. Yes. And then you could fix whatever you wanted and then do real time again. Yes. And so, like, that allows you to not, you know, that fixes your stress of, like, having to fix everything from the first game where it was, like, live. And, like, you know, you got storms attacking, destroying fences, and you got dinosaurs escaping. And it's, like, it's a lot of anxiety that comes with the park building and like maintenance and all that stuff it's like it's always giving you something to do and you're always moving around and stuff yeah in this one it feels like it's more laid back like oh some dinosaurs are coming in do you want to pause and set up a fence or do you want to just have them yeah it says do you want to wait two minutes or do you want to deliver them now so i did appreciate that option definitely yeah and they have the whole speed up process for like the helicopters where you can like fast forward and mm-hmm. stuff so you don't have to sit there and watch it just slowly fly across the screen yeah to drop the dinosaurs off like in the first game yeah um but, but overall it just feels like this game is really missing a lot of what i feel was fun about the first game yeah it it's like it's not it is i think that the word 
it's definitely like the first game was more of like a theme park sim and this is really a business sim because you have to pay really close attention to your staff Mm -hmm. and if they're fucking restless and they need to go rest or whatever like and like if you're gonna go bankrupt because you don't have the extra income from all of your like attractions so like i almost went bankrupt twice playing this and like i never had anywhere near that problem in the first game so it was much more math involved like deciding which scientists to hire because they had this skill point but Mm. then they cost this much extra or this person would give you faster research speeds it was like ugh, like that's not fun i think my (laughs) biggest problem with the game is that it doesn't not that i want games to hold my hand but like it's very loose with telling you what to do where to go what menus you need to go into to go do something it's very like oh vaguely you know the little corner thing and be like you need to go get this facility but like yeah. you might have to go do something else in order to be, yeah, be able to get to, access to that facility. You have to do a research and first. they don't even tell you that yeah. or how to do it. And like, or like, it was like a lot of loops and and stuff you had to like go through just to like figure out what to do. I think even the second level when I first started playing, I was like stuck on something mm-hmm. forever. I finally just looked it up online how to do it, and yeah. then later on, I kept having that same kind of issue come back where I was. I was like, I'm supposed to do this, but like, it's not letting me do it. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, yeah. this is what it said to do, but I can't do it. So, like, what do I do now? And yeah, I couldn't find like menus that had something in it, and it just it was. I feel like it's not as forgiving, I guess, as far as it's weird because I felt like there were some things that they added to this game that were meant to be more helpful than the previous, mm-hmm. but they ended up causing more problems. For example, the ranger post. You were supposed to place that inside of wherever the fuck, and then mm-hmm. you can assign the ranger team and the whatever the team and the vet team all to it. Yeah. And they automatically check it if they're, they automatically respond. But the fucking cir- circle around it that it encompasses is so big that, like, you would have to keep your, if you really wanted to assign, like, a ranger team to one pen or two pens even, you would have to make your stuff so far apart that they can't, they wouldn't automatically go check. Mm. all of the other pens nearby because they're overlapping and i felt like if you're gonna have that ranger post you should have a customizable outline that we can go say i want it to be these two pens that i want them to assign i don't want to i don't want to be like this entire fucking circle that goes over like five different pens it takes forever i and like like the power setup right so like the first game they had all these uh like generators that you had to build and then they had like you had a power, power cords yeah. that went to all of the facilities. Yeah. And that sucked in that game to an extent because you had to like be really cautious about how you like set, you know, how you distribute your, your power. Up yeah. And exactly distribute the power. And this one, they just eliminate that whole idea and they basically make it Wi Fi. Yeah. Which is fun until and you easy, run out. <laughs> but then at the same time, instead of it being worrying about like whether it's laid out correctly and distributing correctly. Now you have to like constantly go back and feel like refuel them. The, the gasoline yeah. that runs the generators yeah. that give you the power. And it's just yeah. like, it's I would have preferred to do the first thing again, to yeah. be honest. The, yeah. the setting up the, 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 like, the power plants versus yeah. this. Like having a power plant and then like having the little substations was, I felt like easier. Yeah. Although this is nicer looking because you don't have a bunch of fucking wires everywhere. But mm. 
I don't know, it's a pain in the ass. Because then you try to, like, at one point I tried to go, like, refuel, and then it was, like, to fill it up was going to make me go broke. And I was like, what the fuck? Okay, I guess I'm just going to do a little bit then. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like this game is missing the thrill and excitement of finding the dinosaurs or or researching to make the dinosaurs mm-hmm. and all that stuff. You know, like, the intro of, like, when you genetically make the dinosaur and it comes yeah, out it comes into out the and little really cage cool. and like yeah. i think the it's missing that fun element of the first game yeah this got too realistic where they you have to go capture the live dinosaur fine i get mm. that based on jurassic world but then like you drop them off in the pen and then you don't know what their situation is you don't know if they're happy or pissed off until the ranger team gets their fucking ass over there to check on them. Mm-hmm. You have to wait for them to drive their ass over there. And if they're already assigned to another area, you have to go fucking, if you don't have the upgrades and all that, you have to go cancel all their existing tasks and manually make them go do it just so you can see if you you made you designed your enclosure correctly. It was dumb. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. That part. Yeah. I felt like it was very counterintuitive. Yeah, overall this just felt like to me like it was just DLC that they were like, you know what, we have a new movie coming out. Let's throw something together to tie into that so people will go buy the game yeah before it releases in theaters and then i get that it's supposed to be a different aspect of like you're in a world with dinosaurs existing everywhere versus you're making a park and putting dinosaurs in it yeah um but i don't know i feel like it's not as fun and this could have easily just been an expansion at the most for the previous game Graphically, I don't feel like it's changed at all. No. If anything, I think it's just worse controls for some things and, yeah. and better for others. Yep. Um, it just reeks of microtransactions to me. Like it does. even this game came out and then the movie released shortly after, and then we already got a twenty dollar DLC pack for mm-hmm. Some of the dinosaurs from the latest movie, Dominion. Yeah. And it's just like, really? Yeah. And we kind of learned that from the first game where we bought the game and then they came out with some expansion packs and then we bought a couple of them. And then next thing you know, the entire game with everything that ever came out is like dirt cheap bundled together. And it's just like, okay, so next game, just wait for that. Yeah. I got suckered into a sale yeah. of getting just the game. I think I got it for like thirty something dollars. But like yeah. I'm definitely not gonna be buying any expansion stuff until I am confident they're completely done with this game. Yeah. And it's bundled up again. Uh, yeah, for me, I, I honestly it's sad to say because I really enjoy the first game. This one was a letdown and I'd say it's a small slice it for me. Okay. Um I didn't hate it. It's got it's positives but it's such a disappointment compared to the first game yeah i honestly would just say go play the first game if you want this kind of experience Mm -hmm. um it was a slice it for me i felt like less stressed out because i could pause and think about how i wanted to react to the situation um so i was i like enjoyed it enough to like get to the last chapter Mm -hmm. at least um obviously you and i have very different play styles we've learned um This just felt, okay, for me, I guess the way to compare is this felt like a chore Mm -hmm. where the first game felt like I could lose myself in it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like I was Eminem. Yeah. And I was in a rap battle. Yeah. But instead of rapping 
in a battle, I had to, like, just cage dinosaurs. Yeah. Genetically altered dinosaurs. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, because, like, even you, like, you know, we would play the first game when it first came out. And we, we'd be like, oh, I'm just going to do this, and then I'll do that, and then I'm, I'll get off. And then yeah, the next like thing you know, later. two hours later, <laughs> you're like, oh, I don't know what happened. Yeah. You're still in your underwear. It's nighttime. Yeah. You know, like, you're it's like, just did like. Did I eat dinner? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had that conversation yeah, in my head. Did I eat today? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's one of those games where, like, it, it really does suck you in. Yes. Because, of, like, it, maybe that's, like, the inherent task managing that you're constantly doing. Yeah. You, just, like, you always have that next thing you want to just get done. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like this one, it's, like, more of a chore. And you're just like, ugh. Yeah. I have to go do this so I could go do that. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, there was less fun involved in this one for sure. So. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. All right. I mean, I guess it kind of goes well with the movie though, huh? <laughs> yeah. Can't um, wait till we get the uh, prehistoric insect expansion. Oh, God. Don't even get me started. All right. So moving on to something a little bit more fun. Yeah. We checked out Ninja, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. This was released June 16th, and it's multi-platform, and it's also on Game Pass. It was developed by Tribute Games and published by Dutemu. And it's a beat-em-up, single-player... Multi- I believe it's pronounced Dot Emu. Oh, okay, maybe. I don't know. I just okay. made that up. Okay. Um, it's a... Uh, Beam up single player multi or multiplayer or it can be online and or co-op. It's like everything. All of the options basically. It's six players, mix and match, online or couch co-op. Yes. And, just, and, or, and, <laughs> yeah, or. The and or is important because you and I were couch co-op, but we were also playing online with other That's people. what I'm saying. And it's I feel mix like and match. a lot of games oh mix and match is what that means. Okay. Yes. I feel like a lot of games it's either or. You can't, you can't do both. Yeah, so, you're, you're right. And so that so was like I a big cool. feature of this that, that they, in fact, I don't think they even said that to like when it launched that yeah. you could do this. And so. Um, the downside is your extra couch co-op person can't be logged in as himself, but. I'll have to look into that. See if that's something that we just didn't understand how to do it correctly. Okay. But yeah, that does seem like the flaw. Yeah. Uh, unless you want your characters leveled up quickly then yeah. you can just have other people play that's true and do the work for you yeah for those achievements yeah that's a good point and or trophies yeah um so this is straight up a nostalgic remake of what we've got you know super nintendo nintendo arcade the original ninja turtles game that was on like nintendo and arcade mm-hmm. and then later on they had the turtles in time game that was on super nintendo Maybe Genesis, I'm not sure. They had so many characters in this one that you'll recognize if you are, you know, <laughs> grew up with the Turtles. It was a lot of fun. It's retro. It's, mm-hmm. you know, got that pixelated look. Um, the navigation, it's like level based. There's like 16 levels. It's based off the world map thing like they did with the original game. And I think they did a really good job at kind of showcasing the nostalgic feel of the old game but giving it a much modern take that kind of keeps you enjoying it you Mm -hmm. know it doesn't have that difficulty per se if you don't want it like it's not like going to be difficult to beat these levels like you you know (laughs) it's really struggled with the old games yeah uh there's an easy difficulty the fact that you play with six people really helps the 
experience if you suck at these games, but like you want to be able to experience it. Mm-hmm. How about like I I assume you haven't played the old. I arcade, have not played which the old we ones. have. So okay, I'll pull out the old Super Nintendo and NES or whatever. See if we can get we'll them to work. Yeah, you can see how much better this is for uh, people that aren't good at games. What are you trying to say? Uh, just <laughs> so you know what those kind of people go through. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously I haven't played the the first time around, but this was a it was a fun game. Like it's not typically, I think the the kind of game that I gravitate towards these I days. I mean, it's a beat 'em up brawler. Yeah. I mean, it, um, even I'm not really into those as much as I used to be. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely like it's. For me, the only reason I was able even to compete slightly in this is because I am pretty decent at button mashing. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, it was a little bit... I had to be a little more strategic with a lot of the things because there's, like you had said, there's a specific strategy to taking out each boss, blah, blah, blah. Which was interesting because like, n- most bosses were just like, just beat them up and hope you survive until they're dead. Yeah. But yeah. then there was like one or two, maybe three that were like very specific. You have to mm-hmm. know there's certain portions of the fight you cannot attack them. Yeah. You'll just get hurt. Yeah. And um, I think that's kind of something that was like you just like as soon as you learn that it's like, you know, you know it. And then it's like eventually everybody knows how to fight them. And like, yeah. so you won't really run into that issue. But like when I first played, I played it the day it came out on Game Pass and like mm-hmm. I beat it that night and... Early on, it was like clearly people I played with didn't know. They didn't understand the, because like they were just trying to swing on on this boss and like, yeah. they were just getting killed. And yeah. Eventually, it was like just me because I was apparently the only one who knew. Yeah. What to do, and I wasn't on like a microphone or anything, so I couldn't really communicate with them. Yeah. Nor would I want to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they but, deserve what they got. <laughs> so like. Aspects like that, I could see like it being frustrating for people, but mm-hmm. like I feel like the idea is that you're you're gonna play with friends anyways. Like the whole idea is you're gonna be like with people in your party, mm-hmm. not necessarily like singles, you know. Right, right. So I guess it's just kind of like word of mouth eventually that everybody figures out how to do it, and then like everyone's on the same page naturally at some point uh, of yeah. how to play eventually, and then everyone just is really good. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about your experience. How did you I mean, feel about this game? I thought it game? was fun. I was expecting it to take longer than it did. Yeah, so we beat it in like, what, two and a half hours? Yeah. And we just... We just, like, yeah, got I, home I and... played it single player by myself the first time, went through it, and then we played it on your account, co-op. hmm And I think we beat it faster than I beat it by myself, but we were um, playing with, like, an open party for yeah, so randos jump to jump in and, in and out, yeah. which I only did because I wanted to see how that worked with, because yeah. like I've joined other people's, but like yeah. I was curious on the other end, if you are the party leader, how does it work? Mm-hmm. Um, overall, it was about the same. It felt like you just kind of hop in and out. Like every level we beat, somebody would leave, if not yeah. all of them. And then yeah. randomly we'd have other people show up or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think I chose Donatello. Obviously. You, you think you chose No, them? I mean, like, I chose Donatello, obviously, but yeah. I think that affected how my my ability to fight in the game, because obviously he's got, like, the ranged weapon, mm-hmm. sort of, and so there were times where I found myself, I was, like, right next to the, the, the enemy, and I wasn't doing any damage, and I was like, what the fuck's going on? And I was like, I think it's because I'm, it must be because I'm too close. I don't know. Hmm. Um, 
but I got used to it and then I just started like being a little I think I was just having trouble like it's like kind of top down but like three-dimensional how do you perspective I think is what you call it it's side scroller but yeah it's like or sorry yeah I get it's what you're like, saying. It's like a, an angle. It's of an top angle. Down, so you can see scroll. the top and the side. So that's why it's a perspective. But uh, what, like moving up and down on the screen, I think was the hardest like part for me, mm-hmm. figuring out if I was at the right level for the enemy. Because, mm-hmm. like, if I you would, notice too, like the, the flying enemies, they put yeah. those circles, whatever, the shadows, mm-hmm. so that you know where they are yeah. lined up with you, yeah. even if it doesn't look like it yeah. on their end. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I thought that was, like, where their shots were going to land. So that explains a lot. Um, and then I think that my, uh, like, special ability thing, I don't know if it even did much. I used mm-hmm. it every time I could just because it was just, like, basically a big ball of purple something. I'm still not really sure what was happening. So so one thing I noticed is that maybe this is just a me problem, but when we had, like, a more than, like, one or two other people on there with us, in, like if, there was a couple of times where we had a yeah. full mm-hmm. roster. Um, I had a really hard time figuring out where I was. Like there was so many things it, it happening. It was chaotic. Yeah, it was like everybody was everywhere. <laughs> yeah, like sometimes I'd find myself like I'm like oh I'm in the top corner not doing anything. I thought I was down here. <laughs> yeah, and so. I I've had that experience too where I was like so much was happening. I yeah. I don't know. I guess I saw a squirrel. Yeah, and I <laughs> realized that I'm in the corner, the bottom yeah. corner, just yeah. punching nothing. Yeah, and yeah. and then I'm like, oh, I hope nobody saw that. And then yeah. I just kind of go, oh, this guy over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like I will agree that there's times where it felt like it was like uh, too much is happening, but like I think that's kind of just a part of the whole six players against all of the AI enemies, yeah. and just like it's just more of like the eye candy of seeing mm-hmm. all of the. Yeah, I Shit think if, at once. <laughs> if we play again, if I were to play again with you online or whatever, um, I would probably try to pay more attention about exactly what each button combination is mm-hmm. for the moves. Yeah, they have a whole moves list. There's but like, like a bunch, and I it's think, hard to keep track. I think that's kind of the, the fun nature of this game being six player co op is that you don't necessarily have to be good. Yeah, you can just kind of limp your way through. Mm-hmm just button mashing yeah knowing that you have five other people potentially that are going to be able to like make up the slack of if you just aren't good at these type of games yeah you know or haven't learned it or mastered it yet yeah yeah uh i think it was fun it was like 16 levels i think the best part about it is that it's so it's it's ironic because i think the best part about this game is what i hated about Jurassic World Evolution 2 is it, this one doesn't really hold your hand. It's just like when you start the game, it does go, oh, uh, here's the list of of things. Yeah. And then like you do go back, you can go to the menu and look at all the yeah. uh, the moves if you want. But like yeah. I think it really does a good job at just kind of letting you just go and yeah. play. It's just, very like just retro in that way. There's try things and see what happens. You know, it's really basic as far as attacks. Yeah. They do have, like, some updated stuff or, like, super attacks and stuff that, like, you didn't really have in the old games. But, like, like I think one of them I didn't even know about until I played with you was, like, the where you, like, hold down your RB 
when you have it maxed out oh, for your, yeah. your energy bar and then like it gives you like this extra you're like overpowered for a while yeah, yeah. well i did see that's the thing is like i didn't really even know what it did i wasn't sure if it was supposed to make me stronger if it was supposed to be like invincible like it just it felt like it didn't really change anything other than like visually but like so i don't know what the difference between that versus the special that you do when you just press y yeah with the same energy bar yeah so i'll have to do some research on that but what's yeah. the difference and why one's better than the other but like i don't know i, just, I overall i just think they, they they did a great job with updating this game for an audience that like might not have the attention span or the nostalgia of the old game mm -hmm. but also for those people that mm -hmm. have that as well and i think i was a little disappointed that it felt like we got a lot of repeat enemies mm -hmm. like rocksteady and bebop i feel like we played multiple times in different levels yeah i would have liked to have seen different enemies there were some characters i was like confused because like wait a minute i know i'm 25 years out of fucking watching this show but like i thought that was a good guy or you know yeah. like like some of these characters are like was like a bad guy in this i'm like i thought they were a good guy and like mm -hmm. so maybe that's like a comic thing where like they have different uh, versions of those characters and like the ones that they're using is not what I'm familiar with and all that stuff. But yeah, um, I loved how they kind of had cameo stuff. Like um, the collectibles were like sub characters from like the show mm -hmm. or, or something that you could like find and then they'd give you some extra XP if you uh, collected all of them or, or artifacts for them and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And like it had like a small collection type feel to it uh it was fun little easter eggs for those things yeah yeah overall i enjoyed it i think it was very retro feeling um mm -hmm. anything was... if anything it just got me really excited for the uh the collection of the old games coming out soon yeah so i'll definitely be getting that one yeah the only downside I think, the only thing that I really didn't like was that whenever you opened up and when you went, when you finished a chapter, it would automatically advance you to the next chapter. But like, so then I would have to go fucking backwards and backwards and backwards so that I could get back to some idiot that I wanted to collect some stuff for. Mm -hmm. So that part kind of pissed me off, but like it was not that big of a deal. Well, I think the whole idea is that it's supposed to be like replay value. Like, yeah. you know, like the challenges, like three it, challenges every, every level, right? Yeah. If you fuck up. You can't, you know, let's say you didn't get a challenge done. You can always go back to your level and redo it. Yeah. But some of them are, like, really hard. Some, like, I don't, like some are, like, beat the level without getting hit. And yeah. it's like, I'm never going to be able to do that. Yeah. Like, unless you let make it so that I can join in the very end of the game, hide in the corner. Yeah. And nobody else ever got hurt. Yeah. Who's actually good. Right. If that counts for me, then sure. But otherwise, I'm not going to get this done. Yeah. It's a fun little game. I think it took us two and a half hours to beat the whole thing. Yep. It's got replay value. I think I could see us hopping on once in a while, playing just to like max out the different characters. Yeah. Um, there's seven altogether, six that are you could play at a time. Mm -hmm. Fun nostalgia. Yep. Beat them up brawler. I was very surprised by it. Yeah. So for me, it was a dissect. Okay. Uh, there was some problems but i think overall it's just it's ninja turtles yes yeah. you know living my childhood again yeah uh for me it was a, a large slice it still not really my game style but i did enjoy what we played and i'll pr probably play it again with you a few times okay sounds good okay
Well, that's it, I think, for our episode. It sure is. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review and all those things. And check us out on the social medias. Follow us so we can uh, update you periodically between now and the next episode. We've got Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast, Twitter, at DTF Pod, and Instagram, Dissecting This Fiction. You can also send us an email uh, to dtfpod at gmail.com. Or you can check out our website for a listing of all of our episodes, dtfcast.com. That's it for episode 121 of Dissecting This Fiction. Stick around next week for our Thor Love and Thunder spoiler episode. Hell yeah. Obviously, watch the movie first. Yeah. (laughs) It's a play on demand, so you don't have to listen before you see the movie. Yeah, yeah. That's the convenience. Just keep us in mind when you're done watching it. Yep. All right. Bye-bye.